0: How's it going? it's a shitty night tonight i have two tables all black people so i know i'm not making no tips are you being serious right now yeah look over there i have two tables they're all black i'm working for free tonight that waitress sized us up in two seconds where black and black people don't tip so she wasn't gonna waste her time now somebody like that nothing you can do to change their mind no i, I mean are you being seriously that racist what well, you don't know that i'm gonna tip you yes i do just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years I never got a tip from a black person, not yeah, once. Yeah. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Oh, well, how much is you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man?
1: What are you talking about?
0: She says black people don't tip.
1: Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone
2: knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole.
0: Hey, Marie Ludacris Remix! Woo! We sipping on a little bull with the orange label. Hershey syrup from your lips to your navel. Head coming off the table. I'm willing and able. And love it when you get mad. After then s- I'm wiping you down with warm rags. I'm rich. How did I do it, man? I'll take them under. It's because I rolled tracks with Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder. Don't so tell me what you need because it's so important that I make you feel good. Like Billy Bob Gordon. Yeah. Come on.
3: get upset i kick a hole in the speaker pull a plug then i jet back to the lab without a mic to grab so then i add all the rhymes i had one after another one then i make another one fella to just the opposite then that's the brother's
0: done
1: hey welcome to the black guy who tells podcast with your host rod and karen and we're back for another show and uh on the microphone we have uh mr rick in the house uh Uh, and I, say what's up to everybody, Rick.
3: What's going on, folks? What's going on?
1: Uh, y'all might know, uh, Rick from Twitter. Uh, his, his Twitter handle is underscore Matt, underscore Mav, M-A-B, underscore Rick. If you want to follow somebody that has a bunch of interesting, funny tweets. Um, so, uh, make sure y'all follow my man. Uh, and I know Rick from, uh, through S-O-H-H, which is a hip hop message board, uh, where we used to spend a lot of time uh debating basketball and joking on players and shit like that uh back in the day
3: we spent way too much time back then (laughs) hey i'll tell you after that site got hacked my productivity at work went up
0: through the roof
1: (laughs) yeah i just found other shit to do uh not necessarily work related but other shit to do yeah, no,
3: no, that, and finding Twitter has, has taken the productivity right back down.
1: <laughs> yeah, my blog got real good after S.O.H.H. went down. Like, it was updates every week.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, that was that was my homepage. I mean, and, and Quiet As Is Kept, like, that was where I would go to talk sports and to get, like, sports opinions, good sports opinions. It was very slept on.
1: Yeah, S-O-H-H is a message board. It's, it's dedicated to hip hop, but there was a section in there, uh, where you could go into this forum called the Coliseum. And, you know, it was a lot of black sports talk, uh, and I, I, uh, unfortunately I feel like black people in general, uh, we've kind of been relegated to find our own, uh, sports forums, yeah. uh, to talk because if you listen to the radio, uh, most of it is from the perspective of older white males, Yeah um, pretty almost none of it from the perspective of an athlete um and when you look at like message board talk and things like that same thing so it's almost like we're forced to go to places like SohH and uh you know forced to look for shows like the morning jones yeah uh with uh bomani jones uh on series 98 mm-hmm. it we're we're almost forced to find these kind of shows because Any any other way you're really listening to a 60- or 70-year-old, 50-year-old white dude tell you about your own culture and people that could be part of your culture and give you his perspective.
2: Not only that... Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Not only that, a lot of times uh, their perspective is not our perspective and the way they view things and not the way we view things in general. And so sometimes you want somebody that kind of relates and you can say, well, I agree with you and it's not always from um, their perspective. Right. Well, and, and I'll be honest. um, because
3: i'm a sports talk radio junkie like for real i go to sleep ask my girl i go to sleep at night listening to sports talk and she can't stand it but (laughs) before i got on SohH, because i've been listening to to you know that that perspective in sports talk radio you know i was kind of it kind of opened my eyes to like and i was being fed that media propaganda like You know, it's the selfish athletes and, you know, they should just be happy they've got a job and, oh, nothing's, you know, nothing's ever about race. And I, I, listen, I, I don't, you know, I don't have a race card to pull. Right. But I am more aware just by talking to those guys, you know, on the forum, people like you and people like, you know, Reb and all those other guys, you know, name drop you know that you know what sometimes damn it it is about race and right and you know it doesn't make you doesn't make you some kind of savant it doesn't make you a champion because you know you refuse to to talk about race it makes you a coward
1: right yeah Especially when you, we when it comes to sports, we everybody just prides themselves on having these honest conversations because it's the one place where nothing but your effort and your and how much uh, you put on the on the field and and your stats tell the truth and da 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 da. You know, you get in all this and then you go, wait a minute. you step outside the field and you start looking at who's covering this stuff and how it's being covered, you're like, hey, man biases affect the sport and the way it's covered no matter how we like to talk around it and if we don't talk about those biases then we're not doing anybody a favor
2: and not only that the the truth be told that it's amazing and i've said this before, it's amazing how especially sports that are predominantly black are covered by people that are not predominantly black, and mm-hmm. they're covered by a culture that in some aspects cannot relate to some of the uh, disadvantages, some of the social and financial disadvantages of a culture, and you have people covering this who honestly cannot relate from coming from the ghetto, they cannot relate to not having, they cannot mm-hmm. relate to it, so their perspective is always, not always but a lot of times it's going to be like, well if we don't talk about color, color doesn't exist well, that's not so because at the when, when push comes to shove, you have a a group of people. Who are, are coming into a culture that honestly, technically was not really designed for them in the first place. And then you have people covering who can't relate to anything they do. So when then they, when they open up the mics and go on, you have an audience that comes on that can relate not to the athlete, but what are we talking about other than the athlete? Right. But the athlete's black, but when you talk about it, it's not presented in, in I I don't think it's presented in a fair way. And when things go good, it's rah, rah, rah. And when things go bad, it's always the athlete's fault. Right. Well, yeah. And you can't,
3: you cannot, it's very hard to editorialize about, uh, a person, a person, especially, especially this, the bullshit about, um, when they start talking about character. You know, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna editorialize about someone's character and you don't know his circumstances. You've never walked in his shoes and you, you know what? You have, it's, it's probably someone that you might actually lock the doors if you drove, you know, in his name. <laughs> right. You That's know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> and so I think that's that's the problem. And it's 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 in the print media. Um The sports talk radio is getting better. Yeah, it um, is. Bomani is still one of the only guys that had only black hosts that actually hasn't played a sport. Right. You know what I'm saying they'll get they'll get the token guys, the token black guys that, that have played a sports because that's that's going to be increasing the ratings. But, you know, I'm a fan. You know, you're yeah. a fan and and i speak good why can't i a, you know, why can't i get a job right that they don't you know they, they don't think that that their demographic is gonna hold it so yeah you know,
1: Karen was elaborating on the whole culture thing I'll go even further and say it's not even about poverty for a lot of this a lot of this is simply culture just only culture like simply I don't dance to the music you dance to Uh I don't celebrate my happiness and show joy the way you show joy and I'm not comfortable with you displaying that so when you get a guy like Ocho Cinco who I believe doesn't have a bad bone in his body you know never been in trouble criminally or anything like that But it's very expressive and emotes a lot on the the field. The way that that's covered in comparison to like a Brett Favre who throws a touchdown, runs 40 yards up the field, picks up the wide receiver, spins him around in his arms, fist pumps all the way out the field, skips and jumps that will always be covered separately, while it, to me it's the same celebration, like, you know
2: Yeah, and I think it's the same celebration too and like you said, you're bringing up a culture and that makes a difference because, and that goes back to people not being able to relate to the athletes, Right. you know because, you know, if you're going to be a host regardless of the color of your skin and you're going to be about the athletes, be 100% about the athletes and don't draw your bias at race, mm-hmm. you know because just black people in general, we have a tendency to want to clap and want to cheer and wanna, you know, do these things and a lot of them do too but when it's covered in the media, it's almost like sit down nigga, shut up, we gonna make rules and regulations against (laughs) this you get a 15 yard penalty, you know no celebration, you know, just smile and make a touchdown nigga and go about your business you know, i for real, they make rules against that
1: and if you watch Blues Brothers and seen the church scene then you should be happy for everybody. You should understand. Them <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> was wilding out in that church, and yes. every every white dude I know loves that movie. So come yes. on, man, let them have some. Uh,
3: yeah. And, and the thing about it is, it's like, and and you're, Karen, you're right. It's like, both both of y'all are right, actually. That you know, the same the same act can't um, made by a black person or a white person gets different types of of, of scrutiny or praise, whatever it is. You know, now the NBA is a league of thugs. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that the brawl, you know, the brawl with the Knicks and the, uh, who was it? Knicks and Nuggets, I think it was. You know, and they're just thugs and this and that. But that happens in baseball all the time. It's, you know, they want it in hockey. And, right. But they're never <laughs> called thugs. Yeah. You know, and I don't, it, it that, that really bothers me. And again, I never really noticed this kind of stuff until I went on H- SOHH but it's it's absolutely blatant i can't stand it and but the network is set up that you know all the editors are white right you know and and so they're just gonna let it go and somebody needs to pull their card and say listen nah you know let's not have that double standard let's keep it 100 for everybody if if it's wrong over there when a black person's doing it then it's wrong when a white person's doing
1: it right i agree um all right and the other thing i want to say Uh, That's the longest introduction of all time, but the official weapon of the podcast is the taser, and the unofficial sport of the podcast Is is Bullet Ball and Bullet Ball Extreme. And, uh, if you want to find this podcast, you just search for The Black Guy Who Tips on Podomatic, iTunes, and Facebook. Uh, we have places all over. You know, just go to Google. Google me, bitch, and it's up there. Uh, also make sure you call the show, 704-557-0186. And you can also email the show, TheBlackGuyWhoTips at gmail.com. Um, and that's a great way to get in contact with us. Uh, we're on Twitter. Um, I'm at Rodimus Prime.
2: I'm, say that again, that, S-N-D-A-T.
1: And um basically uh to just follow us on there, I have a group, uh a list, if you will, on Twitter that you can follow. Uh just click on my profile and click on list and one of the list names is uh the black guy who tips. And it's everybody who's either been a guest on the show, uh sent you know, sent in donations, interact with us on Twitter, email, call the show, uh, so I'll try to keep that network going. There are a bunch of interesting people you can follow on Twitter and interact with. Uh, interact with alright so that's all out the way The business is done
2: yeah and uh, back to what he was saying I think the biggest racial problems I'm having like what he has when it comes to sports it's amazing how people can have debates about hockey and should they be fighting in hockey you know Mm -hmm. but yet when it comes to other sports that are predominantly black all of a sudden it shouldn't have no business there and the thing is that it was interesting when I learned that hockey and baseball are the least educated of all professional sports where if we got a bunch of damn thugs going around why are we more educated than you know these other quote unquote good old boy sports Mm -hmm. you know and like you said we're educated we got degrees we went to college too you know we we don't want to be uh, presented sports in a way to make it looks like all athletes are ignorant and dumb just because you're black
1: right um well let let me also say that uh the 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 problem too is not even just black and white it's the culture thing because there's some athletes that i think a lot of people will make excuses for because of the culture like carl malone for example carl malone is a piece of shit you know, yes. and like, the way he plays on the court, I never liked him when I watched him play. Um, it, you know, elbowing people for no reason, flagrantly fouling cats and stuff like that. It just wasn't my type of dude. Uh, you know, and then, but he was able to listen to country music, talk with that very hick accent, yes. and all the time wearing cowboy hats and talking about owning a 16-wheeler, or 18-wheeler or something like that. Um, and people ate that shit up okay. in Utah. <laughs>
3: And lived in Utah and liked it. I think that that's the most. <laughs> I it all. I mean, all that other stuff, you know, I can listen. I go to NASCAR races. All right. Right. And so you want to talk about culture, but I ain't living in Utah like Derek Harper. Said, <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget Derek Harper when they were talking about trading him from the Knicks to Utah. And he was in that locker room and he had that towel over his shirt. And he said, listen, I ain't going to Utah. You like Utah so much, you move out there. I'll never forget that. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, any man, any man that can live in Utah, any black man that can live in Utah, he's wired different and he's special. God bless.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> definitely give you that, man. I, and and that's like, like I can say, I think it's more of a culture thing because there's certain athletes that uh, for some reason culturally, uh, it's almost like white people pick them. They you know? accept you to the rule or something. Yeah, like uh, like OJ Simpson. Yeah. You know, he was a dude that white people said, all right, we'll take this one. You're the safe one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tiger Woods before he fucked up, you know? There's certain people that they're like, all right, cool. So I think it's more of a culture thing. Um, but the thing is when, when, when race gets involved in culture, there's a lot of dudes who get lumped in, you know, um, it's like that video we were talking about. Some guy posted a video on our Facebook page, uh, about black people, not tipping. Okay. Yeah. And my main, uh, issue with his video, uh, or, you know, his, with his feel on it was when someone's a waiter and they decide that all black people don't tip, there's no way for them to make a distinction between me the guy who is going to tip you, yeah. and somebody that's not going to tip that's you. That's right. It's all black people don't tip that's you, right. we which is racist. Right. That's right. <laughs> so it makes your behavior racist. Um, so That's kind of the problem with the whole culture thing. It's like, by the time a dude like Carl Malone stands out, how many other dudes are are good people, but they're just getting lumped in with the quote-unquote thugs of the NBA and whatnot? Right. True.
3: Well, and, and I'll take it further, and and I'm I, I hate to even say this, right. um, but there have been times, there was this one time in particular, I, I've got my corners. I do all my grocery shopping at the 7-Eleven, I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I'm single, I just got two dogs, I don't feel like standing in line, I'll go get me a hot pocket. So, <laughs> one day, I go. In, I come in there, and I have on my hat backwards, and I've got on, you know, just some sweats or whatever, whatever. And the guy looks at me and goes, I didn't know you were a thug, I thought you were a doctor damn like to my face you know i've had i've had people because i do speak well and i enunciate my words very well i've had people that talk on you know talk to me on the phone set up an appointment and no lie come in there ask me where the doctor is i tell them i'm there there i'm him fill out the paper i give them the paperwork to fill out and they walk out of the office i've had that happen twice wow you know and that's and that's just because we have preconceived notions. Now I guarantee in all three of those instances, they'd say, well, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, You kind of are. You right. Know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, and that's, that's what we have to get past. And it's like, it's like, Oh boy. Say, um, both both said people are more concerned with being called a racist than actual de- actually dealing with racism.
1: True. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, yeah. I also thought a good point he made. And, uh, I noticed this too, is a lot of times when racial issues come up and it's a black person pointing a light on something and saying, hey, I think this shit is racist. That's when a lot of white people will opt out and go, hey man, I don't know anything about race. That's on you. If you think that's racist and I don't really understand it, I don't even care to really know about it or think about it. I'm not racist. It has nothing to do with me. And you're like, okay, cool. But then when somebody points something out and they go, I think this is racist, and they don't want to deal with it, all of a sudden it's, uh, it's well, you know, uh, you can't just say anybody's racist. I mean, just because so-and-so, and it's like, well, wait a minute, when when are you going to not have an opinion, and when are you going to have an opinion? You can't opt in and opt out of this racism shit. You know, you're either in or you're fucking out. You know? It's, it's, and, it's not a healthcare plan. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing uh, wrong with the white person being in the fucking... Discussion, you know, I uh, a lot of times I feel bad because uh, I'll, I'll get upset with with black people because I'm like, you know, a white person says anything about race and they're immediately like, that motherfucker is racist or and, what is he doing talking about? And I have to say, like, hey, do you want people to be able to discuss this with you
2: or not? That's true, and on top of that, you have to be open-minded uh, and be able to hear somebody's opinion, like he said without automatically assuming that they're being racist you know and sometimes there are a lot of white people out there that have valid opinions they bring up valid issues of race and they bring up and sometimes they're even more bolder than black people when it comes to certain things Mm -hmm. um, whenever they have certain perspectives but even black people would just overlook them because it's coming out of a white person's mouth but it's the same thing for you you're racist too right
3: yeah yeah, listen Listen, white people do not, uh, you know, have the the entitlement card of racism. They're not the only people that can be racist. All right. Right. My my mom, God rest her soul, was a racist, racist person, you know, and that's just the way it is. You know, that's just the way she was raised. You know, I love her to death, but she was a racist. And, you know, you're not going to we're not going to get past any of this stuff if on both sides we just continue to just to just you know tune each other out tune the other person out oh you don't, you can't you don't know what i'm going through so you can't talk about it well you know what let's get a dialogue let's talk yeah about
1: it. exactly what and what i mean and how did you get so light-skinned and your mom was racist <laughs> that's that ridiculous
2: <laughs>
1: first off
3: if you look at my uh my roommate uh in chiropractic school my best friend in life the first day he met me you know we're talking about well where are you from i told him where i was from wilkesboro north carolina he said, does the sun ever shine in Wilkesboro? I was like, why you say that? He's like, because you're the darkest person I've ever seen from there. He's like, y'all got to be the light-skinned capital.
2: <laughs> you you and, must be. I got a no, girlfriend where I went to school that was, was from there, and yeah, she was bright too.
3: Well, and if you look at my, uh, if you look at, like, go to my family reunion, I am probably one of the darker people that hasn't married into the family. I mean, um, my my dad and mom, all that light skin and them funny colored eyes and that wavy hair. Oh, well, (laughs) hey, I'm team brown skin. Whatever. (laughs) And that's enough. By the way, that's another thing that gets on my damn nerves too. that whole light skin, dark skin shit. I yeah. can't stand that, but that's a, probably another topic for another
1: day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't really discussed that since the 80s. I like, know. Yeah,
3: right? Well, <laughs> of, course, of course, us light skinned people haven't really been relevant since the 80s. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
3: know, you know hey, that's a Chris Brown and Obama was supposed to bring us back, Chris Brown just screwed it up for everybody. Hey, Blake
1: Griffin is trying, man. He is hey. real hard. Yeah. Hey,
3: look here. What do they call him? Blank Griffin? Because of the way he just blank stares everybody.
1: <laughs> I've been calling him uh, Black Griffin, and it's totally been by accident. I just keep mistyping the person. <laughs> People thought I was doing that shit on purpose. It's like, yeah. I'm like, no, don't co-sign that one. <laughs> you
3: know, what's funny is last year, um, I was playing fantasy basketball, and I drafted him in, like, the eighth round. And then he goes out for the season. And I'm like, you know what? That right there shows me that I should never play fantasy basketball ever again. And you know what? <laughs> haven't done it. <laughs> I haven't done it. Not this year. And, and every time I watch him play, I'm like, you know what? I could have made the playoffs. I, I finished dead ass last. So.
1: Cold oh, turkey. Yes. <laughs> Easily.
3: I'll quit you. I'll quit you. <laughs>
1: All right, man, so um, Rick's been having the time, and I haven't even asked him and got all into his business, because I said, let's do this just with just me and Karen in the room and just keep it between us, you know, like, yeah. there's no need to put his business in the no, street. No,
2: this is a personal conversation between us and Dr. Rick, and we're going to light the candles for you and change the mood so we can set the atmosphere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, well, what's been going on, Rick, man? These ladies been giving you trouble.
3: Oh, man, I swear for God, man. And and you know what? I'm gonna talk to y'all because at least it saves me 90 bucks an hour from having to go to Dr. Ostrowski and take <laughs> my problems. But uh, but no, it was just you know what? It seemed like I was having a problem with every woman in my life. You know, my girlfriend, um, my secretary. Um, I have a contract and, and I'm going to put this to you to you guys, you know, and, and let y'all decide how I should handle this. All right. I feel, like, I feel like I'm feel like i calling Dr. Drew um, so, <laughs> so I've got a uh, I've got a homegirl that I went to chiropractic school with You know and um, she was trying to You know get get into to Practice and all that stuff and she wasn't happy Where she was practicing and whatever whatever. i like listen I've got some extra space In my office you know you come You know we'll do it as an independent contract And you can rent space the first couple of months You know what I'm saying I won't even charge You anything and then you know From month you know three through 12 will I'll charge you rent but it'll be on an escalating thing Mm -hmm. so she starts practicing but she never gave up her other job right so she would come in like way way sporadically. you know she wasn't getting the patience I'm like listen let me tell you know come in I will train I'll tell you show you how to talk to them I'll show you how to do screenings all my marketing stuff you know I'm here to help she never did it so she comes in as like yo I can't I can't do this I can't honor the contract and I'm like well what, it's a contract. What do you mean you can't honor it? And she's just she just wants to quit, right? Wow. And I think she's about to run the Okie doke. I think she's going someplace else. And that's cool, but my dilemma is this. And this is this is what funked me out. Alright, because I tried to do a solid, you know what I'm saying? I I'm thinking I'm doing a solid trying to help her out and I think she's about to dick me. Now do I do I make her fill out the contract or you know, do I just, am I just like, alright, that's a homegirl, I'm just gonna let her go, even though she's sticking. Because this mm. is business, right?
1: Right. I know, so. Well, uh, that's an interesting question, man. Um, first of all, what does she look like?
3: <laughs> she's married.
1: Well, that I isn't, have... that's not a look. Uh, yeah, that's,
3: that's, that's a look for me.
1: Well, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about for the customers, man. Yeah. Uh, she... Is it gonna help to have her around the office is what I'm trying to say
3: um well she's just doing her 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 business is her business that's the way okay. it is. so you know she's responsible for getting her own patients um and doing all that and i'll help her all i can but that's her responsibility so my patients aren't going to have anything to do with her
1: oh okay, so, okay. you
3: know what i mean so it's not like i'm actually even paying her she's paying me to have a practice out of there but you know she's she's decent she's real cool personality she's a duke fan but i can you know oh, can wait a minute that. Man,
1: kick that bitch out <laughs>
3: Peace. <laughs> you know she's a duke fan but we could we could we could look past you know bad parenting and whatnot but you know so it's just that really bothered me man and and as much shit as i talk and i am an asshole i am a complete asshole and and most of my friends my best friends in life and my girlfriend will tell you i'm an asshole <laughs> but i'm a i think i'm pretty much a good person and when people dick me over it, it really bothers me yeah, and so that—that's one of the things that—that has that it, it been really weighing on me. Like, how should I do this?
1: All right, well, Karen, what do you think he should do uh, from a woman's perspective? Uh, you know, because women are used to using men, uh, and I don't always mean—I don't mean romantically always, but just. There's like a code of, of, of chivalry or whatever where dudes do shit for women that they might not do for another dude. And we're a little nicer to them than we'd be for another dude. I, I You know, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I'm guessing that if this was a dude, Rick would have been sat his ass down and said, hey, cuz, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, are we there? Basically. Yeah, and it and it may be something you may have to do with her and just sit down and say, Hey, you know what? Let's keep it real, you know, if are you gonna stay, are you gonna leave, what's up, what's the deal? And based off of that answer would determine what I do. If I go to her and she just upfront with me and say, Well, you know, I, I think I found something else, yada 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 okay, we might can work this, but if you still coming to me with this BS and I've been setting space for you that I could have been giving to somebody else that I could have been making more money from yeah, we might have to have you under this contract because you're still trying to screw me over.
3: And that's I- all. You know, my my girl is like, uh-uh. My girl's a lawyer. She, she's like, uh-uh let me, I I helped write that contract, she, she keep, she, she about to pay us, us some money, (laughs) yeah,
2: (laughs) and, and, and legally, that's correct, and you would not be wrong, and if she didn't want to do it, you could take her to court, um, but like I say, I guess it's, I guess it's different, because if this had been a man, you wouldn't even be having this conversation, like, look, nigga, pay, or get the hell out of here, right,
1: well, um, it's, it's not even pay or get the hell out, it's, uh, pay, right? Because yeah, she's kind of uh, already been there pay and now pay she's, and stay, so Yeah, it's like she took the free part of, of freemium. Oh, okay. And when she got to the pay part of freemium, she was like, oh, oh you can keep that. that's it.
3: No, no pay. Just hey, that's like renting an apartment. You get them first three months free and then the fourth month, you're like, you know what? I don't think I like my neighbors. I'm out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I see why apartments do that now where they do the three months free, but what they do is they prorate the rate. Yeah. For the yeah. year, because they're just like, no, nah, you're going to start paying now, because your bum ass might just slide out in April like, oh, my bad,
2: I'm out.
3: Oh, hell yeah, like in, in the 90s when I first got my apart when I first got an apartment, they had that, where they would give you the first two months free. Mm-hmm. And then they changed that shit up quick. I was like, but but, but wait, hold on. I, <laughs> I, I, I want to move in here free
1: for two months. <laughs> Come
3: on now, don't blame
1: don't me. So, you're um... So, so now she hasn't signed the contract already.
3: Oh no, she signed the contract. She signed so, the contract okay. three months
0: ago.
1: Alright, so it sounds bonding, man. I mean, it's at this point, it's really more about how much do you value the friendship. That's true. Because um it's one of the reasons I don't ever do shit for my friends. And a lot of people would go, oh, that, then you're not a good friend. No, no, motherfucker, I'm your best friend. That's
2: right. We want to stay cool.
1: Like, I'm here because we don't do shit for each other. You That's got a bunch right. of other motherfuckers around you want, because you owe them or they owe you. That's right. i hang out with you because I want to and no other reason. That's right. But uh this is one of the reasons I don't do shit for people is because People aren't grateful a lot of times. And a lot of times a good friend isn't a good partner in business or things like that. That
3: is exact. And I agonized over this. I agonized over it. And, you know, all my boys were like, you know what, go ahead and do it. She's really trying. You know, you should you should look her out. And, you know, I I knew better. I knew better. Mm -hmm. However, but, you know, just like you said, with women, we do stuff that we probably wouldn't do for a dude.
1: Yeah, and I'm different. I'm, I am wish you would have called me because I would say don't do it. But I, yeah. I pretty much advise everybody don't do shit for your friends. And I, I don't mean that as, you know, to make y'all not friends, but if it's just some shit where it's like, hey, man, let's enter into some money arrangement shit. No, nah, oh, I'd rather help you move your furniture before I help I you know. with the fucking money. I'd
2: rather do a deal with a complete stranger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that way I can rack your ass off and we can go about our business. That's a great point. Honestly, uh, it, I do prefer doing business
1: with strangers yeah. simply because of the fact that I'm cynical and I'm believing it might not go well and when we get to the fuck you part of the agreement I want to be able to go all in and be like yeah fuck you motherfucking piece of shit I'm not <laughs> dealing yeah, with this
2: and everybody can break and pay fines and pay fees and lawyer you up and it's all good yeah
3: mm-hmm. well, well see here's, here's the thing though I am really good about cutting the motherfucker off right Right. so i have no problem like like i i don't want to be that dude to be an asshole like you know to take money that somebody might not have but i have no problem ruining a friendship hell i got too many friends right now you know I'm (laughs) i'm looking to put a couple of them on waivers anyway so, that's not even that's not even the point i just don't i don't want to make a bad situation worse for anybody you know what i'm saying especially around christmas time
1: well i don't i don't know her and holidays are no excuses for people to be assholes I, and i don't even like that shit they're like how are you gonna fire that man at christmas how are you gonna fire that man anytime <laughs> it's fucking getting fired is never pleasant. It's not Any worse time of the it's year. Christmas.
2: It don't matter if it's spring or summer. Getting fired sucks.
1: So if I was you, man, I'd wait till Christmas Eve at midnight and drop that fucking lawsuit <laughs> off of at <that> her door. <laughs> Fuck that, man. Make it a secret telegram. Uh, yeah. uh, hey, wait, wait,
3: wait, so what is that in the box? Is that a boat? Oh, no. That's
2: a summons.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Send her a, a, a fucking gift wrap summons, Rick. I know. Fuck that shit, man. You've
2: been summoned, bitch. She go <laughs> Yeah,
1: we're not friends anymore. You wanna be friends? Resolve this shit and we can talk about it. Uh, uh, we can it's negotiate. Like,
3: it's like this is the weirdest gift card that I've ever received. Why am I called the defendant? My name is <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, man, so we got the first one out the way. Sue that chick. Uh what about the secretary, man?
3: Ah, secretary. All right. So because I am an asshole and because people are sorry in life in general. Nobody really wants to work. I've never seen that in my life. I've never seen folks that have no job and then you give them a job and that's easy, easy money. And then they just, they're like, nah, you know what? I'm, I'm good over here and they just quit. So I've, I've run through secretaries like nobody's business. Like, and I always hire ugly. That's a very good point for any of you business owners out there. If you're in a relationship, you want to stay in a relationship. Always hire ugly secretaries, ugly and old. Uh, okay, because I've got too many friends that that have gotten involved with their with their work and that never ever happens.
1: And even if even if it's not a sexual thing, one, you want your woman to feel secure, um, and don't think that that's why you're hiring these chicks. But secondly. Fine women get away with too much shit. I've never met a fine <laughs> woman that really grinds like that. Like ugly women, man. Like when I go to, when y'all at my job, or matter of fact, better example, when I'm at the gym. Yeah. Right. I see. I see these women going hard on the treadmill, running the track, getting getting it in, and then you'll occasionally see these women that are just naturally fine. Everything's been handed to them walking around the track, talking to each other, leisurely strolling, and when they go home, they tell everybody, I worked out for two hours a day. And their two hours is not the same grind as the woman that's trying to lose 50 pounds, you know? So, fine women are handed shit to them, specifically by men. Mostly men who want to fuck them, but men in general. Okay. They're handed shit. So, no, I would not hire a fine woman for my secretary, because in case you do have to grind... You're going to think I'm fucking, I'm an asshole. Yeah.
3: Well, and, and another thing is that, 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 uh, that those looks, those, attra- those attractive qualities are their escape out of not having to work. You yep. know what I'm saying? So she could wear something really skimpy and batter eyelashes or, or maybe pull a tit out, you know, Right. you know, something like that. Ah. And then, you know, maybe I'm. Maybe I'll say, you know what? I'll file this myself. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. You know, I, uh-uh. <laughs> nah, you're there to work. Yeah. You're there to work. Get get on the horse and get in the game, baby. So, not nah, just ugly, <laughs> or, ugly or old. Preferably both. Right. But ugly or old. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I never, never, nah, that's just that's just the way I work. Yeah. But um. But anyway, so I've got, a, uh, got my secretary now. By the way, my secretary right now is neither ugly nor old. But she just had a baby, and that you know happened. Okay. That's all that all that good stuff. So um, when she left to have the baby, I tried to hire someone, and she the lady worked for like I she think she worked for like a week, and then just quit. Like and tried to send her brother to goon me out of her check. Like he Whoa. really. Yeah. No. No. He he came to the office all tatted up, and he was like, "Yeah, I need to pick up this check." I was like, "Nah, you uh you need to send her." He's like, "Bro, you really want to give me this check?" And I looked at him, and I said, you really want to get the fuck out this office? <laughs> and, and this was after hours. Like, did I had already say, closed. It was
1: just it saying in here. Rick, did he say, uh, I thought you were a doctor, not a thug? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> and, so, and
3: so he looked at me. He's like, oh, it's like that. He's like, oh, you're going to be like that? I was like, you stick around here. It could get worse. And he walked out. I don't think he was expecting me to be like that. Alright. Oh,
2: I guess he spent expect yellow brothers to be scary. <laughs> <laughs> he had on, well, he walked in, Rick
1: had on the backward baseball cap, the jogging pants. Oh, it was
2: not the owls yeah, yeah, he's like, is this
1: even an uh, office? What the fuck yeah. is going on in
2: here? Uh, uh. Is he this actually, he's like,
3: where, where's the doctor? I'm him. No, you ain't. Come on.
1: Yeah, come on. Come on, bruh. <laughs> Seriously, uh, let me talk to the doctor.
3: Where, where the hidden camera at? Where that?
1: Come on. So she tried to get her brother. To strong arm you for her last check.
3: Strong arm me like some old Sal and Vito shit.
1: Now was, was this a check she hadn't earned, or was this a check that?
3: It, it was you, her last
1: check. Okay, so she needed to come get it herself, or what? Yeah. Oh,
3: okay. I, I would just fight. be an asshole.
1: You know, I would know, you're Oh, gonna, okay. Quit and
3: not, you know, you gonna come see me? You know, <laughs> you gonna, you're gonna come see me? I'm gonna inconvenience the fuck out of you. Bring your ass. Right, and leave, leave your little ass brother, scrawny ass, at home. Nah, I could have end up got, I could have end up shot and killed right. over you know a hundred and fifty dollar check. But <laughs> it's the principalities of it, ain't it? Really, it is. You know.
1: Now she was a. Uh, now this lady was the pregnant lady.
3: No, 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 that's the one that I hired while old girl was on maternity. Oh, okay, okay,
1: all right, cool. So I
3: have since brought the the one that had the baby. I brought her back, and she brings the baby in. Which is not as bad as you, bad as you might think, mm-hmm. because of the fact that, like, I uh, I get stressed out real easily. Right. Um, I'm really really high strung, so all I go do is go pick up the baby and hold him, and I feel instantly better. Ah. You know, but now the baby's older and he's needing more attention, and so she's missing stuff, and you know she's ah. forgetting to file this, she's forgetting to call this person or whatever, whatever. She's trying hard, right? You know what I'm saying? But it's it's starting to be too much. And she's like, uh, oh, I think I might have to, you know, I might have to quit. And I'm like, well god damn. Mm. So, you know, that was one. And then of course, you know, my girlfriend, that's a, that's a whole nother situation. So wait, now if your secretary
1: quits, what, like, are you just going to have to go back to the hiring block and look for another secretary or what's I'll be it, back it?
3: I'll be back on Craigslist and okay. or, or job ready training. You know, those uh, those technical schools that the medical billing assistants and all that stuff. Right. So that's what I usually have to go through. And that's that's some scary stuff. What that is. ooh we I could tell y'all just I mean, it's. It's almost laughable if I didn't have to live it and I didn't have to be so frustrated about it. But I mean, you go to school to these to these to these uh, these these vocational schools or whatever. Mm -hmm. You learn you learn the trade, but then you still don't really even want to work, you know. And talking about coming back to the office, like, yo, have you been drinking?
1: Wow!
3: And and coming back from lunch because I I take a three-hour lunch. I come back. I'm like, yo, have you been drinking? Why do you ask? So let me tell you. A <laughs> if I ask you uh, if you've been drinking, why do you ask? Is not the
1: appropriate answer. Yeah, <laughs>
3: no would be the appropriate answer.
1: And but anything, I, mean, I go so far as to say anything besides you. no is yes.
3: Yeah, basically. <laughs> absolutely, you caught red-handed. Just go. I mean, that was that was the absolutely. weakest play ever. No, I I I, I had a margarita, but you on the clock, ain't you? Come yeah. on now. So, yeah, it's 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 a trying time, my man. It's a trying
0: time, but it's fun.
1: Man, secretary is like my dream job. You know, like, if I could do that and still make regular money and be respected like a real employee, I'd do that shit in the heartbeat. I know it's so... I'm envious of the secretary. The least amount of responsibility, you know, like, just give me money and let me answer the phone and shit. I'm cool with that. Me too. I'll be over here working on my podcast itinerary if you need me. I <laughs> That's right. Like, fuck and, that.
3: And that's the thing. Like, I appreciate all the work they do because... Listen, I don't, I don't like doing it, you know, and if I'm the one that has to do it, the office goes to shit. So I respect the hell out of secretaries. Always tell them thank you, you know, always tell them I appreciate them or whatever, whatever. Cause I know I don't want to do it, you know, right. so I'm trying to, if you do a good job, I'm trying to keep you as long as possible.
1: And it seems like a good secretary is Basically, going to leave no matter what because people that are good at being a secretary would in, in, would definitely be better at some be good at something else too. True, because all the skills it takes to be a good secretary are shit that it takes to be a good good at any job. That's true. You know those skills travel. You know, yeah, they, and
3: that's the that's the thing as far as you know as far as having to go through so many employees. You know, it's not like. In seventh grade, they ask little Susie what she wants to be when she grows up, and she's like, oh, "I I want to work the front desk at a chiropractic office." Nobody ever wants to say that, right? You know, no, so you're, you're, up, you're the, the the clientele, the the applicants that you're searching for are not always going to be the best. So there's going to be yeah. turnover. There's always going to be stuff like that. But if you can get a good one, man, they are worth their weight in gold.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Every place I worked that had a good uh, administrative assistant or secretary or whatever, it's all awesome always been like uh a place that went that functioned well you Mm. know like the entire office and places where you know where you have a shitty one that doesn't give a fuck the place is normally like that yes it is um all right so what about the future man what about the the lady the girlfriend what's the issue there wait does she listen to this
3: yeah, so be quiet. Cool. Oh, yeah. No, I can I can be honest. I mean, I okay. just I ain't gonna be too honest. Alright. Um
1: Well do you love her? I mean I love her to death.
3: Okay. Love her to death. That's my heart. Um the distance we
1: is stop that. we gotta give give them some cover. You know what in. Appreciate it.
3: Appreciate it. <laughs>
0: hey,
3: lay down the cover fire. I'm going in. <laughs> no, nah, but here's here's the problem with my relationship with her is about 200 miles north on I-35 and about 800 miles east on I-20. She lives in Atlanta. I I live in Austin. Yeah. And we've been dating for eight years. Wow. That's pretty good. Eight years long distance.
1: That's still pretty fucking good. Yeah. Long distance is, is a
2: beast. Yes, it is.
3: It it is the worst shit. It's worse than liver, actually. <laughs> it is actually worse than liver. So um it's just it's just trying, man. Especially coming around the holidays where we're trying to figure out where to go and whose family to see or whatever, whatever. And you know, I get on my selfish shit, I wanna do this, and you know, she might not understand and so we just arguing and arguing and arguing. But I mean that's that's it. You know, that's just the, the frustration of, of being in a long distance relationship. I'm trying to get to where you guys are truthfully y'all got the greatest relationship ever
1: (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you
3: (laughs) at least for what i can tell on the podcast and on twitter now she might she might be beating you yeah. when we hang up.
1: Nah, man. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's not even like that. Help Rick help. Me. Exactly.
3: exactly. <laughs> you're, tweet- you're tweeting help ba- help backwards and
1: shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like I just I thought love shouldn't hurt.
1: <laughs> Taking uh twit pictures with black eyes and shit. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. But she said she
1: loves me. Yeah. She only
3: does it next time I'll make it right, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Save me.
1: um so alright man so uh you're trying to now you're trying to move is that what you're trying to do or you just trying to uh have her move like is that a discussion y'all have all the time or is that one of those things you guys decided fuck it that ain't gonna work
3: Oh man do we have it all the time yeah we've had it we've had it a couple of times now um it it's hard it's complicated because I own this business here she has her own practice in Austin in, in Atlanta Mm. um and so that's that's really that's really the crux of it you know i can't it's kind of selfish of me to ask her to move here and start over and it's kind of selfish of her to ask me to move there so but somebody's got to do something right you know cuz this shit ain't just ain't going to work you know, otherwise. So, now, have
1: you tried telling her that you don't want to move to Atlanta because every brother that goes there turns into, like, the fucking biggest pimp of all time?
2: <laughs> Be play Apparently, player.
1: Apparently, pussy is falling out the trees in Atlanta. It's He's ridiculous. Shaking him
2: hard. <laughs>
1: you can try that <laughs> argument.
3: <laughs> you know I lived in Atlanta for seven years, right? So See? She, she, you,
1: yeah. So you know.
3: Yeah, it's, uh... Atlanta's... <laughs> Atlanta is not a good place to be if you don't want to be single right you know what I'm saying it's uh and they're so aggressive that's the thing about Atlanta women they are so very
1: aggressive Yeah, it's a a buyer's market
3: yeah absolutely especially (laughs) with all the gay dudes yep like you know what I'm saying no offense to I mean I I didn't even say anything offensive no but but there's a ton of gay people black dudes in Atlanta and there's also a ton of fine ass women in atlanta so i mean it's just like it's crazy and so the women have to be it's like it's like black friday at walmart it's like they just throwing (laughs) shit around trying to get it (laughs) i might not even want him i might not even want this dude but i'm gonna get him so nobody else can have him
1: yeah i'm pro gay rights you know what i'm saying oh Oh, for me Come, come one come all come down to the ATL fellas get it on except you know
3: for, except for the UPS driver that tried to pick me up while I was working security
1: casualty uh, of war oh man <laughs>
3: let me tell you something after after that experience I would I vowed to never ever be aggressive with women trying to talk to them or, or get to know them or whatever that made me so uncomfortable
1: I think the aggressive gay dude is, like, every dude's nightmare. And I don't really know why, because it's not like they're going to fucking rape you. But it's still just, like, Ah. uncomfortable, like, hey, man, what even made you think I was the one? (laughs) Why did you even, why are you doing
3: this? (laughs) There's aggressive, and then there was this dude in his UPS truck, as I'm working security at a strip mall. And his first thing, his first thing he said to me was... He looks me up and down. He goes, "Uh, um, how big is it? Well, I said, excuse me. He said, oh, I mean, the strip mall. How how big is the strip mall? I'm like, I don't know. I guess it's got like 30 stores. He goes. Um. And he's now he's still looking at my cock. Right. You know, the whole ah. time. And he, he says, oh, um, so what do you do when the lights go off? I said, huh? <laughs> and He's like, yeah. Well, you know, when it gets dark, do you have your own little place that your own little shack or whatever? I'm like, man boo and i walked into a store i literally walked into i think it was like a a woman's hattery or hat store or whatever <laughs> and i stayed in there until he left i was afraid to go back out
1: i'm surprised he wasn't trying to go in there and look at them hats i know right behind you he was like well shit this is this confirmed my yes. suspicions." See,
3: there you go. Maybe, maybe it was the way I walked. Yeah. It was my fault.
1: You weren't. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> hey, I have noticed I know you weren't doing this, but I'm just picturing Rick in like a security uniform, but with like the you know how the shirt is untucked yeah. and it's like a button up, but with it with it tied up, like so it shows his <laughs> real and like swinging a baton and shit, and like, <laughs> like and then be like, why is this dude fucking with me? Yes. <laughs>
3: Hey, Just holding the baton, just stroking
1: it up yeah. and down. Like, <laughs> you know, <whatever>. What's <laughs> happening? Yeah, dude, why are you tripping like this? I got a girlfriend, damn for
3: real, it's
1: not like I'm gay or anything <laughs> Yeah, dude, like oh, I'm <laughs> I, I, It's funny though, because I never think of uh Gay dudes as being like really aggressive But I guess there has to be some gay dudes That are just like, don't take no for an answer Because I know niggas that don't take no for an answer That's true
2: now
3: they're, they're dudes man they're, they're yeah. absolutely dudes and and so if if guys guys are hunters and so some are very aggressive hunters some are you know some weight back and attack and others just pounce and so that's you know that's instinctual whether they're trying to get men or women I just I just wasn't comfortable I'll yeah. honest, I wasn't comfortable and I, I would rather he not ever do that to me again
1: <laughs> so uh, are you and your girlfriend discussing what you guys are going to do for uh, Christmas and stuff this year
3: yeah, yeah, we're. Uh, that was the crux of the argument, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to. Uh, we're gonna gonna spend Christmas with her family, and then I'm getting on the road and heading up to North Carolina to um to hang out with my pops and and see some folks. I might even come through Charlotte and holler at you, brother.
1: All right, that's what's up. Last time uh, Rick came to Charlotte, uh, this uh, I had to go in and work at the Y uh, because the dude called out, which is so fucking random and. Honestly, I, the entire time, I felt like it was going to happen. The entire time, I'm like, yeah, Rick, well, you know, if you get here, just let me know. Because, you know, I, I, I never really make a whole lot of plans in advance. Yeah. But I did owe the dude, because he covered for me before multiple times in the past. And I still had that feeling like, I guarantee something's going to go wrong. Aww. Something's going to go wrong. And the fucking day that uh, it was a Monday, the day that Rick was like, hey, man, I'm in town or whatever, I was like... Well, guess who sent me a text message and said, come on in and work for me.
2: Aww. So it was
1: just, I don't know. We won't but, have
2: that problem this time. Yeah, we'll
1: get it together. You,
2: I'll tell you what, you missed
3: my old ass sisters getting drunk and dancing. They came all the way from, from uh, Raleigh just to hang ha. out with me for a little while. And I put them on those uh, Mexican martinis. <laughs> and let me tell you, ha. that, that was a show. I'm glad. Actually, I'm glad that you didn't come because that
1: would
3: have <laughs> given, com- given you comedy for at least three months. Cause I still
0: laugh.
1: <laughs> well, um, next time for sure, dude. We'll figure something out, man. We, will. Um, now, um, what did y'all do last year for Christmas?
3: What did we do last year? I think um, I always go back to Atlanta because I I don't have any family here. So um, okay. we I, we did Christmas. At her place somehow. And then went to my dad's place.
1: Oh, she went with me. Your dad's place. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason we're not going this time is because I'm going to um I'm gonna be hanging out with my friends. I'm gonna see some of my, you know, some of my line brothers and and check some people out, you know, while I'm in in, you know, in North Carolina or whatever. So ain't you know, ain't no need for her to come up for all that, you know, all that traveling. And plus, you know, like to have me a guy's night out with fellas, okay so and, and, you know, it, it gets to be one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't want it to be, want it to seem like I don't want to spend time with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, cause I do, cause we don't right. have a lot of time. But at the same time, you know, I kinda wanna, kinda wanna kick it with the boys. Yeah, yeah
1: you definitely, you definitely don't wanna bring your girl to a kick it with the boys type event. No. no. Like that shit is so lame. First of all, none of your boys like that shit. No. Number one. Two. Your girl doesn't really like that shit. And I've noticed noticed this a lot with couples. And, you know, I guess, you know, especially when you meet later in life, you know, couples, they just kind of get used to this shit. But the guy or girl who always wants to kick it with you when you go out, they don't trust you. That's right. They don't fucking trust you. If If you're like, I'm going to watch football for seven hours at the bar and your girl is like, I don't know how to explain what a first down is. But I know that chicks go to the bar, so I will be there for seven hours, miserable. You need to go ahead and leave, man. Yeah, it ain't gonna work. <laughs> no,
2: it's not. And, and I know what a first down is. So when I go to the bar with Roderick, I strategically set my ass between two dudes that both play fantasy football so we can high five when somebody touches, goes a touchdown. Because if I make the error to sit on the edge by myself, I get some drunk dude, some drunk girl, I'm sorry, that wants to sit there five hours and talk about her boyfriend. I don't want to hear that shit. Adrian Peterson is going, bitch, get out my face.
1: <laughs> they do that a lot, man. Where it's uh, like they'll come to they'll come to Karen and try to like yes. talk about you know like emotional movies and shit and books and shit that has nothing to do with football and I just look at Karen's face because she's just sitting there like I'm trying to watch the fucking game
2: yeah and so at <laughs> first I never understood you know why Roger would say that but then I understood once I started playing fantasy football I try to be really really nice. But deep inside, I'm yelling, bitch, leave, leave, take your <laughs> ass home. Can't you see? It's 50 TVs, and I'm not staring at one of them. I'm staring at your ugly ass.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> but when you've got a woman that, that likes sports, you're winning, man. Like today, yeah. my girl was at the Eagles bar, you know, rooting on the Eagles, going crazy. I told you, we. I took her to a game at Dallas, and when the Eagles came on the field, she started crying. She literally started crying. That's how much she loves the Eagles.
1: Yeah, well, and so, the, yeah. the thing is, though, like, with with her loving the Eagles like that, um, now, you're not an Eagles fan, right? Nope. Y'all Are y'all going to have beef in the house?
3: Nah, I, I mean, listen, I understand that being an Eagles fan is a lot like being a Mets fan. You know, you get right. excited, and then you get disappointed. Exactly. So I'm, I actually feel sorry for her for being an Eagles fan, so... <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I feel, I feel really sorry for her, you know, but, you know, you can't... Again, that's that whole bad parenting thing, you know, yeah. you can't do nothing about it. As long as she's not a Duke fan, you know what I'm right, saying? Exactly. I couldn't care less, you know. Whatever. All right. You, you're Eagles fan.
1: Well, look, man, it's good that y'all are working it out, and while I was thinking about it, it's like, basically... Uh, you're like Scrooge. You know, right now, dealing with all this Christmas drama, you got the ghost of the past, which is your friend that you, that's giving you drama at the, at the, at the workplace, and that's, since she's been your friend in the past... You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason that you're having these issues, because if she was just a stranger, you would have been kicked ass to the curb and said, give me my fucking money. That's yes, right. Then, you got your, your problem of the present with your secretary, who may or may not be able to help, so, you know, she's considering quitting, so you got your ghost of Christmas present, and ghost of Christmas future with your girlfriend. You know, because you want her to be around. You want to have a future with her. So, you got all three of the screws things going right now.
2: <laughs> well, you put
3: a hell of a button on that. That was... That's pretty damn impressive, Rod. That
1: Thanks, was man. Top
3: That's fan. My father, the professional. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! I might have to write that. I'm gonna write that in my journal later on
1: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So let's let's get into the uh, actual podcast. I didn't. I'm glad we talked about all this shit because I didn't have very many random thoughts between last show and this one. So I was like, "How the fuck are we gonna fill time?" But that worked yes. perfect. Yes. Um. Alright man, so Deshaun Jackson gave us a Christmas miracle today. Yes, he did. And it is rough. I'm a I'm an Eagles fan, have been my whole life. It is rough rooting for Deshaun Jackson.
2: Oh yeah. That he dude is, is. a asshole. Complete asshole. Man. He's a complete asshole. I don't know if y'all watched it, but this nigga caught the ball, no drop the ball, picks it up, starts running, and instead of him running straight, this nigga run, cuts to the left. Go across, because the right, go across the field about two feet and did cross the line. Nigga, cross the line for you must run and not score this touchdown. <laughs> yeah, like. Somebody smacks it out your hands or some <laughs> shit. What is wrong with the shine jacket? He's, a, it's, he's it's like, it, God, you know, I'm your asshole.
3: I thought he was trying to run out clock, and then I was like, nah, that's that's been at zeroes for a while. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you really are a dick. <laughs> <He is> a
1: <laughs> Last week, he did a fucking backflip into the yes, end zone. Yes, he did. Like, he is a dick, and the ref gave him a flag for that, which he shouldn't have been flagged for, but it was one of those, like, yeah, go ahead and flag him. That's some dick shit to do. Yes. <laughs> like, technically, it's not against the rules. No. But it is still a dick move. That's right. Just 15 yards, please. <laughs> yes. But that dude is a douche, man. Oh. But, um, I love him though. I love it. It's like he's he's like Kanye West of the Eagles. Yeah. I, I, every time I see him off the field or doing something like like today before the kickoff, the the punt return to win the game, uh-huh. he's dancing and then he starts uh, pumping up because they're playing at the Giants Stadium. Uh-huh. So he starts raising his arms to the crowd, like yeah, make more noise, you know, like come on, bring it. And then they get, then he runs in the fucking touchdown. I'm like, that's Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> do, you, do you think in his mind he was playing out the lights? I love the lights running down the field. <laughs> hey!
3: <laughs> I, I, actually, I think he was probably probably playing power. But you're right. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like Kanye West. Like, like, I wouldn't want to hang out with him. But God bless, I want him on my team, and I enjoy watching him. Yep, can
1: kick, man. I feel, I feel like T.O. taught him all this shit, man. <laughs> you know, like, cause he uh, went on To's show last week and shit. I'm like, man, I hope he's not kicking it with To too hard. Man. Hold,
3: hold on, hold on. To has a show.
1: Yes, yes.
2: him and Nah, I nah,
3: nah, nah. see that. I, I refuse to believe. It. I mean, I've heard tell of it, but I am. Uh uh, uh, uh. It's nah, true.
2: Nah. You, you didn't see the low. You didn't see the low cut women <laughs> turtleneck blouses they have on. I nah,
3: see, and that's another thing. That's another ah! problem that I have too. By the way. Right. I'm a big dude. All right? Right. I've been big all my life. All right, but so let's. This is not hating. All right, but why the hell do your clothes have to be so tight just because you got you're in shape? You know, right. why, I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> you know that that whole European. It's the pussification of men these days. Right? <laughs> you know, the the kind that that go to Starbucks and sip lattes and old poetry ass writing French cut. <laughs> You know, button-down shirts and manicure and pe- uh, uh uh nah nah man I got yeah, I'm
1: not even sure chicks dig that because a lot of chicks you know they'll make jokes about it and stuff but um I really do think that chicks would like you know a dude to be in shape and whatnot but I don't think they want him to be matching blouses with them you know no it's like you could take off the frilly purple blouse uh, and and put on a regular t-shirt and we still good yeah we yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I
3: just never have gotten it, and and like some of my friends, you know, God bless them. They got the loofah sponge and the body wash and the the hot oil treatment and wearing ankle bracelets, and I'm like, bro, that's that's extra, man. And, and yeah. sponge that's serious, right there. They you got skin.
1: Yeah, you might want to move to Atlanta.
3: I, I, I was <laughs> living in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of my roommates, yo. He, uh, oh man, he, he called himself a model. He was showing me some of his modeling pics, and uh, <laughs> one of the pictures was him. On a bed, wearing a thong, he's facing, okay, he, he's, he's, he's facing the bed, the bed post, right? right? And he's looking back at the camera with his thong on, so he's got his back to the camera. Uh, and I'm like, yo, that's, that's, that, you, you took this. They, they didn't make you take this. You, you let them put you in this pose. And I'm like, oh man, that's
0: hot.
1: <laughs> who who snapped the picture is what I want to know. <laughs> was this Photoshop? A dude, yeah, exactly. dude or a chick? Who sna- Who who was holding the camera? That's true now. Cause we heard. I will. Maybe we'll get Will to tell that story one day. But we have a hell of a story about male modeling that sounded pretty much like gay prostitutions. So you probably want to uh, watch uh, back. So uh, I'm hey, it.
3: I, I always say I was like, I would not. It would not surprise me. If he would ask other dudes to help him lotion his back, you know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> <laughs>
3: and hey, not that is anything wrong with it, okay? But uh, you ain't lotioning my back, bro. I'll just
1: be—I'll just have an ashy back. I'm good. <laughs> He's like, how big is it? The the bottle of lotion? <laughs> 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 out of the how big do you need it
3: to
0: be, yeah, boy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, man. So uh, speaking of. uh, uh, no homo, uh, we're going on Yeah Right Radio on Tuesday. Yes we are. Uh, and uh, basically at 5 o'clock, you can go to Blog Talk Radio, uh, search for, uh, Larian, or search for Yeah Right Radio, and we should be on there at 5 p.m. and we're gonna be taking live calls on the air um, for the first time ever. Yep. Um, and uh, you should be able to find the number by going to Blog Talk Radio, or search for Larian, or search for Yeah Right Radio, and uh, you know, give us a call. You want to talk to your favorite people uh, on the air. Um. All right more random thoughts why do people get off on telling people over the internet that they aren't friends like isn't it possible to make friends over the internet like I'm not saying everybody like I tweeted as a joke the other day everyone on the internet is my friend because I've never seen anyone say that so we're not Uh under the assumption that we are friends like just because we met on the internet true but I wouldn't go and say it's impossible to make a friend over the internet that's true too you know like maybe we don't i mean i not of course not everybody some people don't reveal shit about themselves and you want to be private there's nothing wrong with that no it's not but to say that it is impossible to make a friend over the internet I think it's I think it's a little
2: bit ridiculous. I do too. I mean, because like I said, it's it's a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook. We interact and we've grown um, um, relationships, and it's just fun interacting with them. And you look forward to seeing them, and they look forward to seeing you out there. And you you know you laugh and you comment, and you can grow friendships. It might not be a face to face friendship, right. but it's a form of a friendship. Right. And 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 if you met face to face, it doesn't mean
1: that y'all couldn't be face to face friends. Like I I, it just seems very weird, yeah. especially. Uh, very. It's very push offish. And it's almost like they're getting off of saying, like, you can't be my friend. When they're like, y- everybody ain't your friend on the internet. We fucking know. Yeah, everybody ain't your friend in real life. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. What the hell? <laughs> like, how is that any different? Yeah, I work
2: with a lot of people that I wouldn't ha- consider a damn friend. Yeah, exactly. The the internet has,
3: it's funny, man. Like, I'm, I'm a nerd. Like, I'm on message boards, I'm on Twitter. I, that's, that's kind of my break from reality. And I enjoy the shit out of it. And there are, you know, I do believe that there are people that I've made friendships with, you know, on, on the internet and that I've actually seen out in real life. Hell, you know, Pizzle from Twitter, you know, came out to my girlfriend's party that, um, on, uh, Labor Day and hung out. You know what I'm saying? So, i think that yeah, absolutely you can now you gotta be careful right okay. you gotta be careful you know but i mean i don't the internet's fun i i'll I, tell you this
1: I, much i would not give anybody any advice about friendship on the internet that i wouldn't give them about friendship in real life that's true which is kind of you know which is like it's not really any extra caution that i would throw towards internet friendship because honestly you should put more caution in your real life face-to-face friendships because you want to talk about being able to fuck you over. Yeah. Those are the people who will fuck you over. Most people yeah. get robbed by people they know. Most yeah. people get shot by people they know. Yes, they Most do. people get cheated on by people they fucking know. That's right. <laughs> so you know, yeah, it's,
3: it's it's a lot less dangerous to have that call somebody a friend on the internet and that you're never gonna ever actually see in real life than this dude that's you know asked to borrow you know fifty dollars. You know what right. I'm saying? You, you've lost a lot more from from your homeboy that you know ain't, you ain't never gonna get no money back from.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. So, um, uh, the other thought I had today, or well, a while back, whatever. Uh, scat porn. The title of scat porn is very misleading. What is that? Uh, scat porn is porn that is based on taking a shit on people.
2: Oh.
1: Yes. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Now, before I told you that, what would you have thought scat porn was?
2: I, I like a scratch porn or having sex with cats. I don't know.
1: What? That's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: talking about scat? I said
1: scat, not cat porn. I
3: was thinking about maybe somebody playing a banjo or whatever the hell Scatman Crothers used to play. You
1: know?
3: <laughs> Over off on the side, and the woman's getting off to that. Uh, but anyway,
1: like, has anybody ever downloaded scat porn, expecting like some jazz, medley and some impromptu like <laughs> vocals in
2: the background or something? Yeah, <laughs> like do do
1: do do like that type of shit. <laughs> yes. And then they, died, they got it, it was like, why are these people shitting on each other? Like, see
3: but, see, but my thing is this. Why do people download porn? Why don't, I mean, it's so much easier to stream it.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, or stream it, however you found the scat porn. Like, you see a title it says Scat Porn, you click on that, and then you see it, and you go, wait a minute, there's no instruments in this.
3: Oh. Now, later, later tonight, you're going to have me on my favorite internet porn streaming site, and I'm going to be looking under the fetishes for scat.
1: Yeah. Thanks,
3: thanks, Rod. I appreciate
1: that. Hey, this is what I do for people, man. (laughs) I
3: I did not. And, And you know what? I will avoid it thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. And see, I want to know...
2: because I had no idea what that was.
1: And I want to know who are the people that saw it and went, Well, eh, not that bad. I'm, I'm actually in. Oh. Like, that's gotta be the only way to find scat porn. Like, nobody... Wow. like Nobody could possibly be like... I bet scat porn is about shit. And I guarantee you it was just like... No. They were looking up some other shit, and then they watched it, and they were like, you know what? For some reason... I'm still hard. I'm gonna watch this.
0: No. <laughs> I'm really
3: mad that nobody told me what two girls and and one cup was about. Like nobody, they just said, "Oh, that's that's terrible." And of course, somebody says it's terrible. You're gonna be like, oh, "Let me let me see how terrible it is." But nobody ever gave a description. Right. So I googled it, and I was like, "You got to be fucking."
1: Yeah, lucky for me, the people who told me about Two Girls, One Cup talked it so bad that uh, when I saw it, I I saw it in front of them and I just pretended that it didn't bother me at all. Even though inside I was like, oh my god! But I was just like, eh, not too bad. They go, I've seen worse. I'm like, you've seen seen worse, worse. (laughs) it's impossible. I'm like, eh, all the time. That Uh, reminds
3: me of my freshman year. Yeah.
1: Apparently, you guys don't get out much. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, All right. So, Rick, you're a college basketball fan, man. Uh, Probably, well, actually, way more than me, but I I am a college basketball fan, too. Um, I can actually watch that as opposed to football, where anytime somebody gets hurt, I'm just like, these motherfuckers, why don't you pay them? With with basketball, at least they get through most of the games unhurt, and I go, okay, cool. That's true. Uh, Um, So, I'm watching this game on ESPN this weekend, and it's Bobby Knight is announcing the game. Should Bobby Knight be allowed to announce college games? Because, Uh, uh, uh. you know what two words I've never heard after Bobby Knight finishes talking? I disagree. I've never heard anyone disagree with this motherfucker, man. They are scared. Man, they're scared. He's a damn chill.
3: He's a fucking bully. He's a fucking bully. And all they do is they just laugh him up, laugh it, laugh it up. And, and you know what? Truthfully, he's not that bad, you know, doing it. He's just dry as shit. All right. And he just seems miserable. Like, yeah, he makes Billy. He makes Billy Packer seem jolly. <laughs> you know, if, if, if that's possible, you know, and Billy, Billy Packer was a curmudgeon. But Bobby Knight just he just never sounds like he's enjoying the game.
1: And it wouldn't be so bad if the dudes weren't fucking scared of him. Like, I actually wouldn't have a problem with him doing his old Baham bug shit if people would call him out on it. You know, when, when he says something like, hey, that's not a foul. I'd like for a dude to go, yeah, it's a fucking foul, Bobby. You know, there was a part where uh they were taking the ball out of bounds. It's the last play of the game. And Bobby, Bobby pulls out the chalkboard starts drawing up this play. Like, this is what you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish I could be the announcer because I would let him finish writing all that shit and then go, man, what the fuck you talking about? That shit is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Or just or just take the
2: chalkboard and throw it like night. Nice yeah.
3: like, <laughs> Slap it out of is
1: retired.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Do you think they get mad when they get their rotation be like, damn, I got to work with him again? Yeah, I think they are
1: scared as fuck of him. Honest to God, like every situation I've seen him in, whether it's behind the you know, behind the table doing the announcing, whether he's in the booth or whether he's actually sitting there doing this anal- uh an uh, uh, analysis thing. Mm-hmm. People are fucking scared to tell that dude I don't agree with you. Even know. when they don't agree, they talk around it. You know? Imagine,
3: imagine going to dinner after the game. Uh, hey, Bobby, let's, let, you know, let's go to this nice restaurant. Let's go to the Palm. Uh, no, I want to go to Western Sizzler. All right, let's go to Western Sizzler.
1: Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, again? I mean...
3: Golden, let's go to Golden Corral. Shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, Bobby looks like a dude that just runs shit, man. I just... I Like, I don't mind him being on because I do like his insight on things. And I like his... I actually like his point of view on shit, even when I don't agree. Because I'm like, it's old school. That's Bobby for you. Yeah. But the other dude needs to be the counterbalance to say... Yeah, Bobby, you know you you talking some crazy shit because kids wear long shorts these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be slapping kids up and shit, Bobby. Take it back. Um, I don't respect non-binding parking lot signs. So, any parking lot
2: sign that doesn't have a law attached to it. Yeah, where the police, the it. but like this, if your sign does not say, it's a $50 fine, or we'll take your ass to jail, I'm ignoring it. I'm not, I'm ignoring the pregnancy one, I'm ignoring the one with the children on board, I'm <laughs> ignoring all that shit. <laughs> I ignore every, seriously, the 15 minute pickup? Yes.
1: Hey, well, you know what, I, I am gonna be there for 15 minutes and leave. I might even be there for an hour and leave.
2: You know? Fuck it. I fit the criteria. What are you going to do? All caught with no uh, gun? Nothing. (laughs) So, hold
3: on. So, you you go, you park at the uh, takeout-only parking space to go sit down and have a nice meal?
2: Yes. The other
1: other day, we were uh, were at a restaurant, and um, we parked in the takeout space, Mm -hmm. and then we went down, had a nice meal, and we were coming back, and this lady had parked in the to-go space and she had like she parked but she still had a car running mm-hmm. and she waited until someone pulled out of a real space and then like zoomed over there and parked in that space and then got out of her car and went to eat and I was like you dumb bitch how long were you sitting in that space waiting Basing for a space yes. to come open so you could go get something to eat that is the yes. dumbest shit of all time like do you why do you even believe that's a thing
2: yes and I'm the asshole that would park in the space that be like what is the commuter parking I know I'm the only one in this damn car, but you don't know what I'm at my work.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm parking visitors, parking. Oh, yeah. Like, you gotta come get me. If there's no actual authority behind this shit, we yeah. just doing it to be polite, count Hell me out. no. I'm
2: tapping out,
1: no. Pretty soon, we gonna have, everybody's gonna have a space. Black podcaster space.
2: You know what I'm saying? space. <power practice> space. <laughs> <laughs> damn.
1: Oh, like, fuck, who cares? Everybody in the neighborhood's gonna have a sign space in the mall.
3: Uh, my uh the guy that owns the building that i work in he has his own special parking lot like nobody else in the building has a a signed space except him and if someone parks in that space this son of a bitch will park right behind them okay and make them come upstairs to see him wow before he'll move just a complete dick
1: wow that is so ridiculous like, people really get off on that shit, man, like, I, I just don't respect it, man, you got, unless there's, like, I would actually not park in his space, because I don't want to deal with him, so I guess I would respect his space, but anything that says, like, just general shit, like, best buy, pickup only, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll park here anyway, it's I'll close, do it too. it's close, you should have put this shit further away, you want people to park here, um, alright, man, at what age do we need to start buying my little niece? Christmas gifts. Her birthday is actually on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, I, she's what, three now or four? I don't
2: know, she'll be five through
1: Christmas. Five? Oh my damn! She she's five. gonna be five. All right? She's growing up all fast and shit. You know, we was hanging out at the podcast game and she started talking about memories and times, other times that we used to kick it. And I realized, oh shit, my niece, can remember shit. I know, right? Now I have to actually start putting in on this because... Uh, before she
2: could remember with yeah. you another story.
1: Before I was a nigga that came around a couple times a year and we kicked it. Yeah, and now she, she did, remember the visits. Yeah, now she be like uh, Uncle Roderick, where have you been since September 14th at <laughs> 4
2: o'clock?
1: Like she, she knows shit now. So now I'm thinking is it time for us to get her something for Christmas because she's asking and now she'll remember. Cause I wasn't gonna get a shit before cause I was like you won't remember none of this. No. I'm tired. Ty- don't, I don't buy kids shit anytime. Yeah. First of all don't invite me to your fucking kids birthday party. I know it's
2: so. I'm not coming. Yeah
1: don't invite me to your, don't even me to your baby shower. I I'm don't not give a fuck. Like that's number one. And yeah, then number two I'm definitely not buying your kids something if they can't remember shit like my name. Yeah. Your kid don't get shit till they can kick it with me and remember shit.
2: Yes if they all they do is drool and poop I'm tapping out. Sorry. Yeah. So, I'll, 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 Rick, you have
1: any uh, nieces or nephews?
3: I've got thirteen of them. I've actually got, uh, I've got some great nieces and nephews, and I don't buy them shit either. I'm like, the worst. <laughs> and, and you know what? What's so bad about them? My dad, their grandfather, he don't buy them shit. Like, got to, <laughs> they've got to have, they've got to be like, looking at the other kids, their friends, and like, you know how their grandparents spoil them and everything. they must be like, man, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Papa don't never buy. Papa will come to Christmas empty ass handed. Sit down, eat the turkey, and then bounce.
0: Like, <laughs>
3: ain't gone to the trunk to get not now gift. That's how we roll. For real. So I'm hell no, I don't buy him nothing. Uh. Alright. What, y- what y'all buy me?
2: <laughs> That's, That's right, and the, thing about it, and the thing about it is that since you ain't got no job, we gonna both not have a job.
3: Exactly. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still mad at your dad for putting me in the suitcase and throwing me down the stairs. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I'm petty. I shouldn't be carrying shit like this, but I am. So there, have this lump of coal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but to an extent, I don't blame you. Um, and my thing is that these are not my kids I'm not trying to be funny these are not my kids and you can go broke with 13 you go broke buying all those kids stuff so what about us Karen we only have
1: one person to get a gift for uh, Cause we normally don't give gifts to our, our like family and stuff, and no. we don't expect anything, we don't take anything. So no. it's not like Jehovah Witness style. It's just you know, to me, uh, it really is bullshit. Like yeah, the entire money. the entire thing is bullshit. Please save your money, and I'll save mine. And why don't we all go spend our own money on shit that we want, That's and right. not have to guess? But it's my niece. She's only five. She still believes in all the Christmas shit, you know. I don't want to show up on her birthday slash Christmas empty-handed while she can remember it. So I want to get her something, Karen. What do you think? No.
2: I mean, we can get her something, but is it really gonna matter?
1: I mean, what is what are toys going for these days anyway? Can we depend on what you get? That shit is expensive. Cause she told me first. She said, "I want an easy bake oven." And I was like, "Nigga, you better." No, I've seen, it, I've seen the prices for, for real. That.
2: Like I, I know that price You better get in the kitchen
1: Yeah You need to find Some other retail value We no. can go look through a, Some type of shopping cart and, or something. And,
2: and the thing The thing about my niece Is that she's inconsistent That's mm-hmm. another reason why Your mom was telling me That she asked her What you know What kind of Birthday thing she wanted She changed that shit Like five times In a week She was like Look I'm gonna ask you The day before bitch And that's gonna be it And mm-hmm. we gonna call it the day
1: Uh,
3: That's the thing though Y'all can at 5 years old Y'all can go to the dollar store And find something At 15 She gonna want an iPod or whatever So y'all get it out of the way now Right You know Where where y'all can get some cheap shit Cause later on It's gonna gonna start really taxing your pockets
1: Yeah I I, I really do wanna do it now While the getting's good Okay We can (laughs) even While the getting's good While we can buy the cheap stuff I wanna go to Walmart like tonight And spend $20 And never look back Like I don't wanna have to be like, by the time she's 16, I want to be like, remember all that shit I used to get you, huh? That you don't play no with no ball? <laughs> you ungrateful uh-huh. bastard, where's the party? <laughs> Where is the bargain? Although
3: there is something to be said for setting a precedent, so if you don't start buying that shit now, she won't expect shit later.
1: Yeah, but who, no one likes that fucking uncle or aunt. I do want her to like me. Like, I remember, <laughs> I remember my Christmases. And the aunts that never came around with shit, I remember them, and I remember being like, they like, come here, give me a hug. I'm like, uh-uh, no, nigga. Where's the gift? Ah, you put it, you didn't put in on this Christmas. Grandmama gets a hug. You, I didn't see no money come out of the pocket, you know? And I remember the lame aunts that used to give me cash, and while that sounds cool, once you turn like about 12, 13, 14, you know what to do with it, at five, giving me cash is, is the same as nothing what can i do with cash at five (laughs) i don't even understand the concept of money (laughs) like the fucking concept eludes me that i don't know how much (laughs) i know i want things and i know mama gives people green things to get them that's it
3: (laughs) Uh, see i'm still salty because when i used to get money as a kid my mom would take it and then she'd go buy shit like not buy me a present and i'm like yo yo That's my money, man. What are you doing? Exactly. I'm putting food on your table. All right, then. I guess I can't really say too awful much, but I don't think you really needed no new shoes.
1: Right. (laughs) Exactly. That's my whole point, Rick. They would try, like, anytime I got cash for a present, I wasn't going to see that. Oh, no. Like, and whatever I did see was kid shit that I wanted as a kid that was stupid. Like, Mama, I want some candy. Well, you want to spend your $5 on candy? Go ahead, dumb nigga. (laughs) Could have had a G.I. Joe. (laughs) fuck that man so I do want to get her something and we'll figure out what it is uh, sometime soon Um, alright man so let's do some news articles and get out of here we actually got a few news articles so uh, alright hell hath no fury like a woman with a frying pan oh my dad sent me this one uh, in an email shout out to my dad Uh, 71 year old Kansan beats in home attacker unconscious people say Oh, Hutchinson, Kansas Hutchinson police say a 71 year old woman knocked a man who uh, attacked her unconscious with her frying pan Uh Police Sergeant John Moore said the 25 year old Kevin Funderburg 25, talked his way into the woman's home on Saturday claiming he was homeless and had nowhere to go Moore said that when he tried to attack the woman, she fought back and beat him down with a frying pan. How would you get for messing with old people? I, it must have been bad that he said that himself. You know what I'm saying? The dude was like, he, because yeah. this ain't quotes. She beat him down with the frying
2: pan. That police officer was like, we've seen it. This nigga got beat down. That was one of the old women to be at the wild walking, walking eight miles every day. You don't mess with <laughs> that damn old um, She got something for you. She a mall walker. Yes sir. And, <laughs>
3: and, and you know that, you know that skillet was probably black and cast iron too. Come on. What? You know how many- I I would guarantee it was. Cause the old people don't cook with Teflon and all that stuff. I know yeah. Teflon or whatever. <laughs> That, yeah that was that was nothing but iron i bet she whooped his ass
1: yeah dude you know like i guarantee you know what i mean griddle cakes that thing is seen and fucking fat back and shit like that she beat the shit out of him you know
2: them things last forever
1: too yeah he probably got yeah. grease stains on his head um let's see when we arrived he was unconscious and lying in his own vomit in the back of the house Damn, she beat the hell out of
0: him. He just threw a concussion.
1: Oh God. Dude threw up. He threw up. He was in the hospital in Wichita over the weekend where they stapled his scalp. Oh Yes. And and, and then she went and made
3: eggs in yeah. the same pan. Then
1: she beat his ass. Yeah, she was like she made some eggs and she was like um, look, now do you want any of this because I'm calling the cops and this is going to be your last good meal, okay I got a piece no. of uh cake and, and some eggs, I'm about to warm up here. I know.
2: and some lemonade and some sweet tea no, throw up, yeah. no, you don't
1: want any they wrap it up mm-hmm. in foil for him on his way to jail oh yeah, Oh, old oh, women keep foil, don't do they Uh in a hot ass house yeah no. oh well, hot ass house. <laughs> yes. Uh Funderburg was jailed uh, on fifty five thousand two hundred dollar bond on suspicion of attempted rape. So he was going to rape her? Wow. Aggravated uh, battery, criminal restraint, and criminal de- damage to property. He was wearing a neck brace when he made his first appearance Tuesday in court. Ooh, ooh. The Hudson News reported the woman was, was injured, but more did, did not release how serious her injuries were. So dude was trying to rape a 71-year-old woman?
2: <laughs> I'd beat the hell out of him, too.
1: Yeah, he deserved that ass-whooping and all, but damn, bro, like... That that pussy cost you, man. Yeah, it did. And it was old, too. Yeah. (laughs) Alright. Samurai sword fight injures man. Oh, wow. Now, um, I would also like to release, you know, or just bring up my PSA to anyone listening to this. Uh, If you are dating a man that owns samurai swords, you might want to think about getting out. Like, I would not live with this dude. I would definitely, if I was a woman, I would definitely say, hey, the swords got to go before we get together.
2: Yeah, if you got them hanging up on the wall like the, like the uh, people had a fish hanging up on the wall as displays, <laughs> y'all ass better run. That Rick, you own swords, man? Cause you got kind of a vibe. Nah, exactly. A little,
3: <laughs> little, too, oh, little, little too close to home. Nah, um, nah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just it, exactly. You got to think anything in your man's crib can be used as a weapon if shit goes crazy. So I wouldn't have a sword in my place just because my girl might take it out on me. So, right.
1: Yeah. Sword. There's no good reason to have a sword. No. no
3: like unless you're a, unless you're a ninja.
1: Yeah. Exactly. The only crazy people and ninjas roll with swords. That's like, it. Cause cause if you were sane, you just have like a gun or something. Yep. Like hey, I need to protect my crib. I got a gun. Sword is the one of the least efficient ways to kill a motherfucker <laughs> in 2010. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, so now this have
2: like the bullets with it.
1: Say what? Blocking bullets. Yeah, yeah You've been watching too much ninja movies.
2: That's
1: that's uh, like ninja. <laughs> a samurai sword seriously injured a tear-hot man sometime overnight on Friday at the intersection of 4th and Lincoln. In case you want to go see it. Uh, according to the tear-hot ah! police, a man was inside his home when he became upset that the headlights from a car on the street were shining into his bedroom. <gasps> that's when pe- police say he got into a fight with the man in the car. The man from the house eventually picked up a wooden club and then investigators say that's when the man from the car pulled out a samurai sword. Damn. So he was fucking with the wrong one and he found out the wrong way.
2: Yeah, that nigga just came from ninja class too? No, sir. (laughs) Ninja class. Yeah. Yeah, the samurai sword in the backseat. I've been practicing for this
3: shit. (laughs) Come on. For real. I bet that was a hell of a fucking fight though. Like the glove versus a sword. All kinds of crazy... They probably jumping around and doing flips. I wish somebody to film that shit. See,
2: I, yes, if
1: I'm am I the <laughs> only one that pictures this like every action movie ever where the dude with the sword is actually a badass, and the dude with the club is just like some redneck motherfucker that should've been minding his own business. Yes! Like, I just pictured the dude with the club coming out the house like, hey, cheeky, why don't you get off my lawn, or whatever the fuck. I know. And the Asian dude being like, please, sir, I don't want any problems. <laughs> and, and dude being like, I will put this club upside your motherfucking head if you'll get out of here. And then the dude with the sword is like, alright, my sword has not tasted blood in <laughs> seven years I when I made a vow after killing Everyone
2: in my clan to protect the innocent baby. I know. Like i you're gonna maybe make this make m make, make Sambuku sing. Yeah <laughs> Yeah, like you had a neighbor and sword and yes. shit.
1: Yeah, I just alright, so anyway, I picked that's what happened. <laughs> yeah,
2: but, but, but if somebody
3: goes to the trunk and pulls out a sword Like, you know, we all here going to the trunk and pulling out a gun. You go to the... If someone goes to the trunk and pulls out a sword, isn't it time to go back in the house? Yes. Lock the fucking door?
1: And that's the other thing about niggas with swords. They use them. Like, they practice with a sword. Like, they are hoping for the one day when that sword can finally taste human flesh. They are begging for some shit to go down every day of their life. He probably flashed his lights. In 12 houses that night, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Please come outside. I want to cut somebody so bad." <laughs> All right. According to detectives, in the middle of the fight, the man with the sword sliced three fingers from the man with the club. Oh! See, sound like he know he was doing know. Huh? Right he probably even cut him and was like, "That's three of your fingers, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, police say the man was sent to an Indianapolis hospital to reattach his fingers. Investigators talked to the man with the sword at the scene. Police are still hoping to talk to more witnesses and get a clear picture of exactly what happened. In the meantime, the man with the sword is not facing any charges at this time. Neither man's name has been released at this time. The condition of the man who was taken to the hospital is unknown at this time. Uh-oh. So I, I think that the dude with the sword was probably in the right.
2: And I think the dude with the sword was a ninja because they ain't releasing shit. <laughs> exactly. there's no need for a clear picture
3: I, I wasn't even there and I know I, the picture is perfectly clear dude with the club, fuck with the wrong man yeah. yes he did he got an
1: ass whooping, that's all yeah, three it, feet. It, it,
3: exactly <laughs> <laughs> let's, see, let's see you throw that knuckleball now there <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, alright cops take suicidal window ledge smoker to psych ward a pair of blundering cops well already this article is biased but We'll keep going. A pair of blundering cops, it's like I, it's like they thought I was, I thought I was working back. Uh, Rick was working security again. Ah! Uh, A pair of blundering cops mistook a downtown man's cigarette break for a suicide attempt. A lawsuit claims a lawyer enjoying a puff on the sill. Damn, he was a lawyer on the sill of his second floor apartment window. Says he was wrestled to the floor by cops who hauled him off to the loony bin. Mark Moody said he was... Well, how can you blame him? His last name's Moody. Maybe they thought he was sad. Ah! Uh, Mark Moody said he was taking his usual nicotine break on the window ledge of his peg slip home on a hot August day with a cigarette in one hand and a cell phone in the other. Um, A scant 12 feet off the ground. He was shocked when the police car rolled up and two cops jumped out. Are you about to commit suicide, one cop asked? (laughs) What the fuck? he's on the phone a man man can't just go outside and smoke a port without you (laughs) (laughs) hey you know what's fucked up in this article they have pictures of him showing what he was doing like hanging outside the windowsill, talking on the phone, smoking a cigarette. Um
3: uh, I, 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 well, one thing, Rod. Yeah, it, it's a white dude, ain't it? Of course, it's a white dude. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's eh, see,
1: see. First of all, black people don't commit suicide. They would have never asked him that. They would have said, "Nigga, get off that ledge. Or oh, jump.
2: Make your mind up." <laughs>
1: they would say, "Get off the, get off the fucking ledge and back into that white person's house." These robbers.
2: We're being there to beat your ass a little bit. Yeah, oh, got shit to do.
1: Um, if I was going to commit suicide, this would be a pretty dumb place to do it. The 40-year-old trial lawyer scoffed. I'll jump. I If I jump from here, I just spray my ankle. Now, after hearing that comment, are y'all both still on his side? Because now I'm on the cop side. Who the fuck you think you're talking to? Yes, I made a mistake and asked a dumb question, but I am still an officer of the law. I will beat your monkey ass, lawyer no, no, man. Nah,
3: no, no, see, <laughs> and your sprained ankle. You gotta remember though, Rod. He's white, so they could say that.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I get remember,
3: it. Remember. Remember. So. Nah. I'm, I'm still. I'm still on his side. He's right. What the fuck? 12 <laughs> feet off the ground, smoking yeah. a cigarette. I mean, if. If maybe if he had a samurai sword, right? You know, <laughs> then I could see. Outside <laughs> the window. Exactly. Then I could see you saying, "All right, yeah, you about to kill somebody? You about to kill somebody? Or, or where's the dude with the the chopping block or whatever?" But he just smoking a square man. Don't want to get smoke all in his house. His wife probably doesn't even know that 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 he smokes. You know, he told her he quit, and now he on the news. done got arrested, and now she knows he smokes his Newport. That's a damn shame. Fuck them cops.
1: All right. So then the officers who never said what prompted their concern, insisted that Moody come downstairs. Moody refused, he explained that he was sitting on the still i mean on the sill so he wouldn't get smoke in the apartment. He even waved over a cab he knew from the neighborhood, hoping the hack would confirm the window as Moody's regular smoking spot. But three ambulances and four other patrol cars pulled up before the cabby could move. An army of people arrived, Moody said. So pretty, pretty much, someone called this in. You know, whether the first two cops were just the two cops that happened to arrive on the scene, but somebody definitely called this in. I was
2: like, this motherfucker's gonna commit suicide. Yeah, for that many people to show up, yeah. Yeah, and you have to respond
1: because I mean, if you, you don't respond, then did you really an asshole cop? <laughs> you
3: know what? I'm, I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Next time I see somebody just out on their uh, out on their porch. I'm going to call it in and say, I I think they're committing suicide. (laughs) I know know it's just a broom, but they look really, really sad out there. You might want to come help.
1: Yeah. That's how you get rid of that chick in your office, man. Just call the cops. I think she's going to kill herself. I don't know. Um, An army of people arrived, Moody said. Before he knew it, a beefy officer was inside his apartment, lifting him out of his own living room window from behind. Moody said the cops slammed him on the living room floor while another kneeled on top of him and cuffed him, he claimed. I still don't know how they broke in, he said. I never used to keep the chain on, but now I do. And that chain ain't gonna save me anyway. No. Whatever. Believe that if you want to, white man. I, know. Uh, I still don't know how they broke in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the attorney was thrown into an ambulance and taken to Beth Israel Medi- Medical Center. And the on duty psychiatrist apologized for quickly discharging him. So, pretty much, the cops did pull an asshole move where yeah, because- he talked back to them and they said, fuck you, you're not going to do this. Yeah. So, they, they were like, you know what we can do to you? We can have you taken to a psych ward. Yeah. And, that's and waste much your time. Yeah, they
2: you wasted your time. Yeah, you say screw us, we waste your day.
1: Yeah, because uh, they probably never didn't think he was under any real threat of anything. Of course. But All right. Here's,
3: here's the thing, though, and my, my last point. Yeah, go ahead. If you think he's going to commit suicide, then obviously he's in a bad place. Yeah. So why you got to throw him to the ground and put your knee? Why can't you just maybe give him a hug? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you know, you treat him like he robbed the place, but you said he you came there because you think he could commit suicide. Like he don't have enough problems without this beefy. That was a little homoerotic too, yeah. putting beefy.
1: Be- co- yeah, but uh,
3: ah. you know, putting a knee in his back and 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 all that. That's messed up. He probably will commit suicide now.
1: Yeah, fuck ass. His name is no good in this town anymore. I wouldn't let him be my lawyer. No, he is moody. You like to break bad with the cops, man. I can't have you representing me in court. No, thank you. All right. Uh, Respected cosmetic surgeon caught performing sex act for dominatrix. Uh, Dr. Tony Walker admits performing the sexual act as Marion Burton, 51, lay on the treatment table at his clinic in Maidenhead, Berks. Uh, she secretly filmed him with a camera hidden in her handbag after he had indulged in the practice on two previous occasions when he, when, uh, she visited him. Uh, GMC Fitness, uh, oh, at GMC Fitness to practice, uh, wait, a GMC Fitness to practice panel hurt? I don't know what that is. Titled for. I guess that must be what they call their, like, Medical counsel, oh general yeah, medical counsel yeah okay. fit to
3: fit, fit practice yeah okay they they determine who who can keep their license and whatnot oh
1: uh, okay, so they basically testified to them that dude was in there performing some sort of sex end. act while he was supposed to be operating on her for a plastic surgery oh Dr. Walker, who's qualified in nineteen ninety seven also admitted admit sending flirtatious text messages uh to Mrs. Burton. But denies his fitness to practice was impaired or that his actions con- con- constituted professional misconduct. Like you fucking her while she is on drugs. Well, he pre- performed a sex act for a dominatrix, so I don't know that he was even... Uh, you know, fucking her. It could have been masturbating, could have been, you know, all kinds of shit. The hearing in Manchester was told that Mrs. Burton began work as a professional dominatrix known as Mistress J after losing her job as a mortgage broker. No matter don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh she said she earned five euro five thousand euros a month entertaining clients with leather masks and whips at her Berkshire home. Adopting a variety of guises, including dressing as a headmistress, she worked in a series of specialist settings, including a novelty dungeon and a schoolroom. Her clients ranged from bricklayers to bank bank managers and politicians. The panel was told that the doctor and the patient had exchanged a series of flirtatious text messages between consultations at the Chatsworth Clinic in Maidenhead. Mrs. Burton and Dr. Walker performed sexual said... Oh sorry, Mr- Mrs. Burton said Dr. Walker performed sexual acts on himself after she underwent Botox treatment on three separate occasions.
2: Okay, so he's jacking off. Yeah. Okay.
1: She claimed that, so Rick, don't do this. If, if you're, if you're, if you're wondering should I do this or should I not do this, uh, no. 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 The answer is no. You stick to the chiropractic stuff and then you leave it at that. Uh, you know what's
3: funny is, uh, when I came to Texas, you had to take the jurisprudence exam. Like th- you have to know the laws. Mm-hmm. And so I'm reading the the book or whatever, and they had stuff like doctors shall not do uh what uh hand to genital, mouth to genital, genital to genital, anus to genital, all this stuff, and I'm like, yo, why this should be common sense? But the fact that they put it in there means that somebody, somebody. did it. You somebody know what I'm saying? Nobody got so yeah. it. Yeah, you can't you can't masturbate and you can't ask your patients to masturbate and I'm like y'all are really blowing my high here. Yeah. Because right? I'm really, I, I there's a lot of stuff that I'd like to be able to ask my patients. To. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's one of the reasons like I won't ever get a male dentist. Right. I won't, won't ever let anybody put me under. Nah, pull. You know, uh-uh. I'm not going under for nothing. You got to take all the teeth out of my head. i I'll, I'll be awake. You ain't gonna have me knocked out with my mouth open. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, these dudes drop hints, man. Like, oh this dude told the uh told her that uh she said he'd been friendly and chatty during her first appointment, telling me how beautiful I looked and how gorgeous I was. Then all of a sudden he performed the act before kissing her on the cheek and telling her it had been good to see her. So he jacked off and then kissed her on the cheek. It said, It's been good seeing you i guess it was yeah you know i I, I mean in all fairness that's the least you can do i mean after you jack off in front of a woman you should at least say hey it was nice hanging out and give a little soft kiss i had a good time appreciate it appreciate you come back soon yeah yeah every time you come (laughs) here it's awesome uh he had not touched me it was like it was part of the treatment or his bonus uh, Mrs. Burton added I did not say anything but I just left I was driving home thinking I could not believe what had happened it was like something you read about in the newspapers or see on TV I thought about his other's patients, women and children and I thought I could not let him get away with it I wanted to make sure he could not do that or something worse to some, anyone else and I wanted to support him and I guess dude just felt like hey man I'm, I'm, I'm working on a chick that works in the sex line so why shouldn't I be able to do this and, uh. And, and, seri-
3: and seri- seriously, if you can't jack off in front of a prostitute, who can you jack off? Seriously,
1: with? they're professionals.
3: I <laughs> mean, come on. Is is nothing sacred?
1: So, uh, speaking <laughs> of nothing being sacred, a guilt ridden rapper who confessed to a 17 year old murder oh, told. Oh, man. Yeah, let's get it. Told the police, told the post yesterday he didn't know the victim had died when he decided to come clean on the cold case. Travell Coleman, whose rap name is G-Dep, uh, which has nothing to do with Travell Coleman, no. I know how he came up with that, uh, said cops dropped a bombshell after he went into the 25th precinct station house Wednesday to admit to the October 19th, 1993 shooting of John Hinkle. I was uh surprised for some reason. I really didn't think that he died. The bald and bearded Coleman said in the jailhouse, jailhouse interview, when they told me, I was like, oh, I'm not going home after this.
2: Mm. No, nigga, you ain't going home if he lived. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is, him down don't make a difference. You still shot him. Uh, Manhattan
1: DA spokesperson Aaron Dugan said, Coleman, 36, uh, was, so when this happened, he was 19, has now been charged with the murder in the case. Uh-huh. Uh, he faces life in prison. The rapper yep. who signed with Sean Combs' bad boy label in 1999 was dropped a few years later and last August signed with Famous Records and said his dark, dark secret weighed on me. It got so bad for him he confessed despite the objections of loved ones. I told my mom and my girlfriend I wanted to confess and they both told me to leave it in the past. Uh, my girlfriend is pretty peeved. I didn't think, didn't think rappers talk like that. Uh, maybe that's why he confessed. It's funny because so many rappers talk about how many people they killed on wax and g actually did kill somebody on Waxy. Yep. They should have just investigated it. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm going to go ahead and say I'd have kept that one in the past, too. That what, what is that? Stop snitching? Don't snitch? Yeah. Definitely don't snitch on yourself. Yeah, let bygones be bygones, I say. Yeah. Only one of us died that day. Uh,
3: <laughs> that's a bad look, man. I, I, when I read that, I was like, wow. that would, that's, that's a bad, bad look.
1: Livonia Copeland, 40, the mother of his three kids, declined to comment yesterday. Coleman said he's been drugged by he's been dogged by drug addiction and that at the time of the shooting I don't uh I didn't think about it. Uh that just that's just the life I was living back then. I started to wonder if all the bad things had to happen to me in my life were calmer for what I did. You start to think my happiness is because of someone else's sadness. I thought that if I turn myself in, I might give it might give me closure. And yeah, I think life in prison is closure. That's as yeah, that, that, as that, you can get those those doors is about the only closure you're gonna get. Yes. Uh NYPD commissioner Ray Kelly said Coleman's motivation's uncertain. Uh may maybe he had pain of conscience. Uh it's funny when the cops are even like, I don't know why this nigga told on himself. Yes. We were not gonna be able to find this one. I'm sorry to the parents of the person that died. Yes. We were given up. Yes. <laughs>
0: we had
3: closed that book yeah, so. hey, but but watch, when he's in the courtroom and he's he's being sentenced, he's he's gonna be like, Hey, look out for that new scene coming out January third. Yeah, on I famous Hot records <laughs> Yeah, on Famous Records, he's just doing it. See, that's what it's
1: called How to Get Away with Murder. Um <laughs> and
3: follow what, me on Twitter at G Depp. G-Dep on lockdown,
1: holla. Yeah. <laughs> um this guy had particularly bad luck with getting caught, the source said, noting his most recent bust in November for trespassing with drugs on city housing property, so the projects. I haven't been living right, Coleman told the Post. I always had people around me that were good people, but I was doing the wrong thing, though he said his confession confounds everyone. People in jail don't understand how you can confess, he said, to uh, to COVID, it makes perfect sense. I'm trying to get right with God. I figured religion was involved in this, by the way. Wow. Because, you know, niggas always be trying to put all their burdens on God. Like, I'm sorry I killed them people. Wow. All right, let's do, let's finish these off with a couple quick ones. Boise State, Idaho State, freshman football players charged with hazing that took place in high school. The only thing I want to mark about this is one of the charges was, Facing a raft of sexual crime, battery, false and prisoner charges stemming from incidents at high school in Blackfoot, Idaho. And one of the charges is, let's see, forcibly penetrated fellow members of the high school basketball team and battered and restrained victims in the locker room on a school bus during the three-month period that began last December. What? Yeah, they was putting shit in people's asses or something. Uh, there's no basketball team I want to be on that bad. Like they left that shit out of Hoosiers. <laughs> that is not my dream. No, that's the part of the story that was unrated. Yeah, you can be down, but let us put this thing in your ass, cause you know. Hell no, that's it's part, of, it's part of the club. Everyone's done it. <laughs> no,
3: <that's- laughs> I'll just, I'll be in the stands with y'all's nasty ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm transferring. Uh, California church bookkeeper charged with stealing two million dollars. A uh, former bookkeeper is facing charges of stealing at least $2.1 million from a California church where she worked for 13 years. Wow. The Fresno Bee reports that Sandra Ariola, yeah, I like that last name. Yes. Uh Palm Desert. <laughs> I mean, she gets around, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she probably was just sticking out. And she's in like, Palm Desert now. Yeah, well, she's in the desert then. she? Maybe she wasn't sticking out. Um, pleaded not guilty Friday a charge of embezzlement and money laundering. Ariola turned herself in on third. oh, so she was inverted. Uh turned herself in on Thursday morning following a two year audit by a visual law First Assembly of God Church and an investigation by local police so she got caught stealing two million dollars
2: wow that's a lot of money man that's a lot of damn money and the
1: fact that the church didn't miss it for 15 years like how much money were they bringing in say
2: that again
1: um Michigan Burger King customers death ruled homicide Detroit a 67 year old man police believe was homeless died after being punched and knocked to the ground during a scuffle with a 20 year old Burger King employee in Detroit authorities ruled the death a homicide Friday it's cold in the deep. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
3: and, 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 and let's be honest, people could die of a heart attack in Detroit and they'd still ruin the homicide. That's just how they do
1: it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure that after you hit him, he was like, you know, now you can have it your way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and determined that Paul Cannon died from blunt force trauma to the head, said Dennis Niamik. However you pronounce that. A spokesman for the Wayne County Medical Examiner's office. An earlier report suggested the punch may have been caused, may have caused Cannon to choke on his dentures. Oh. He was he was so old he he choked on his dentures. Aww. But Nehemiah said the dentures played no role in the death. The county prosecutor's office <laughs> that was the dude's defense. Like, no man, I didn't kill him. I punched him. Then he choked on his dentures. That had nothing to do with me.
2: <laughs> you know, you not know the fact that I punched him, which causes dentures to move. Uh, the, the problem's not with me.
3: The problem's with the dental system in America. <laughs> See, they should have been teaching him about flossing and fluoride, and he would not have dentures. See, this is bigger than me.
1: Yeah, this is bigger than me. Uh, it's yeah, a gonna... <laughs> conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. It goes all the way to the top.
3: <laughs> exactly. Nah, let's, 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 let You know who should be on trial? His dentist should be on trial. <laughs> that, that Pepsodent that should have kept his them dentures in his teeth, in his mouth, should be on trial. Get me the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. I punch people with dentures every day. This is the first time this has happened to me. Uh, Travesty. Police said. <laughs> police said Cannon was uh, reportedly causing a disturbance Thursday afternoon at the restaurant. And tried to hit the worker who swung back. So now I'm on that dude's side. Fuck you, old man. You don't swing at me, cause I make 525. You think you can just come in and treat me like shit? I will knock your old ass out, and I'm a hundred a percent on your side, dude. Um, a verbal argument occurred, said Sergeant Aaron Stevens. It's, it escalated into a physical altercation. Jerome Purdue, 59 of Detroit. Works as a security guard nearby and said he was at the restaurant at the time. He said he didn't see the customer get hit, but watched his paramedics try to revive him. Well, what's the point of even interviewing this? guy? Exactly. Wait, why, why are we talking to you? <laughs> I heard. Like, yeah, I didn't nothing. Yeah. I don't, I don't snitch. I'm just a, I'm just a security officer. <laughs> <laughs> I just see him lying on the floor. EMS is pumping him.
3: And let's and let's keep it real. That old dude was just there for the free
1: coffee. Yeah, he was just
3: mad because they ain't put out no free coffee, and he and he tried to buck. He got his
1: ass whooped. Yeah, but breakfast switches over to lunch at ten thirty, dog. Yeah, exactly. It was ten thirty one. You don't get Sorry, breakfast no more. It. He died at the hospital. Police said I cannot believe I'm laughing at this old man's death. <laughs> every week, every week I say I'm not gonna do it. Then I start reading this shit and making jokes. I can't help myself. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of miscarriage of justice. um... The 40 year old virgin actor sentenced to life in prison. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. And I, there's another article, and I actually forgot to bring it up. But there, remember, we talked about teachers not breaking up fights? Mm hmm. This teacher broke up a fight and had a miscarriage because she was pregnant. She got in the middle of this fight and got, got you know, kind of injured. Ended up losing her baby. Damn! Like that's what I'm telling you. When these people are like, "Oh, you know, the teacher needs to break up the fight." Oh no, the teacher doesn't need to do anything. Uh, man, the teachers are people too, man. I would not break up a fight between your little badass ragamuffin kids. Y'all would just beat each other ass
2: I be down now. Well, y'all need to come get them. Yeah. yeah, I can get you play by play. Oh, we hit him in the face. Oh, he punched him in the neck. <laughs> oh, y'all need to bring y'all asses. Oh, would you like to hear? I can put your speakerphone. Yeah, I the, ain't police have, the, come
1: on. the police have uh Security there at the at schools for a reason. That's right. No, I'm not. I'm not breaking up shit. I'm here to I'll, teach. Yeah, I,
3: I won't break it up, but I'll score it for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I give you play by play, but I'm not about to break up shit. If it, tell me what. And when things involving books occur and learning and homework, you can hit me up.
2: Yes, and not throwing the books either, but reading them.
1: Yeah, you get hit with the book, not I'm my job. I'm out, dog. I'm out. Reading the book,
2: yes, my job.
1: Yes, simple. Alright, 40-year-old virgin actor sentenced to life in prison for stabbing ex-girlfriend. Actor Shelley Malil best known for a supporting role in the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin, was sentenced Thursday to 12 years to life in prison for a 2008 attack on a former girlfriend. Wow. A jury in San Diego County Superior Court in Vista had convicted Malil, 45, in an attempted premeditated murder in August 2008 attack. Kendra Beebe, 38, was stabbed more than 20 times with a butcher knife when Malil unexpectedly went to her apartment in San Marcos. Woo! The sen- the sentence uh, By Judge Harry Elias uh, Includes the possibility Of parole during the trial Malil testified that he began lashing out When he felt a friend of B Was about to attack him So he stabbed her But he felt her friend was about to attack him Nah nigga you crazy Yeah, yeah. Hey, it,
3: Let me ask you a question Is it bad that what I heard about that story That I was glad that it wasn't moved that, yeah, that, that, you know, cause I'd have felt real bad. Like I like moves. Like yeah Bruce had some of the best lines in that movie. And when I found out it was the other dude, I was like, oh, all right, cool.
1: Yeah, he's That's just that. a big actor. Yeah, you
3: know, yeah. That 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 I I was kind of I was kind of relieved.
1: Yeah, if they ever decide to do a 40 year old version too, I need to be able to watch that part. You know, I I, I need him to do some more of those sex talk things. With the rusty trombone and all that shit.
3: And the dirty Sanchez and... The- <laughs> dude, dude, I'm gonna tell you, Mooge had me on Google looking up all that stuff. I can tell you what all that stuff
1: is. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, that dude was a beast, man. But yeah, it's not him, so everybody calm down, but... Yeah, dude basically killed his ex-girlfriend, man, so... um. That Now to bring it all full circle That is not what I want you to do Rick Do not kill your girlfriend uh, Do not uh, Call the cops on that girl That is working in your job And do not call the cops On the secretary
2: No, so, And do not use samurai swords Even though we know you secretly are taking ninja class Even though you just signed up
1: Yeah don't hit people with frying pans
2: And I won't. I won't smoke on the balcony
1: yeah we appreciate uh, it yes. man so this has been good life lessons yes, for Rick yes. um, if, <laughs> if you want to follow Rick on Twitter you want to look at underscore math M-A-V underscore Rick R-I-C-K alright he's on Twitter follow him um, follow us on Twitter I'm at Brown I'm say that again that S-N-D-A-T to contact us and to, you know find the show you go to iTunes Podomatic and Facebook uh, you also want to go to theblackouttips.com Look over there. Look on the right-hand side. There's a donate button. Click on that thing. uh, Help us keep bringing this product to you. Um, Also, make sure that you go to gmail.com to email the show. Mm -hmm. And you can call the show 704-557-0186. And what we do then is uh, Saturday mornings we respond back to our listener feedback. So uh, we will get in contact with you if uh, you know you interact with us, and if you join our Facebook group, I'm always posting shit on Facebook, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I posted pictures and stuff. I had pictures of a sandwich with macaroni and cheese in the middle.
3: Uh, and, 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 and you know what? By the way, I thought you came to my crib and took a sam- took a picture of me making it because I will make a macaroni and cheese sandwich like nobody's business.
1: Wow, yeah. I just think that was a real thing Me
3: either I, I, uh-huh. I, 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 For uh, over the holidays I'll make one and put ham on it Ham and macaroni
1: and
3: <laughs> <laughs> I am from the country, baby uh,
1: Take the boy out of the country Take, take the country out of the boy yes, Alright, well we'll holler back at you Scrooge McRick And uh, of course, until next time Everybody out there, you know Baby, I love you, you too, baby Mwah. He
0: said I'm a Rothwiler. And I'm from the Rothwiler yeah. house to Rothwiler really, yes. get smacked silly you get smacked silly Fucking with these niggas from the What you think? When you ready? Shit, I was born ready and I was already on fish and spaghetti creep with the culture Rap like a culture Attack like a vulture See what the told you. Said i get ya Where did you fit ya? You? Yeah, thirteen inches I see the big picture If it's to get richer I'll probably get richer If not, burn it We hot like a furnace Shoot the video Motherfuck city permits We own the city On the phone with Diddy Rap on pretty When she get aroused like the sucker on titty Put it in the video you want to holler? got the follow, nigga, here we get go. Get your ticket, the train don't miss it. Won't reach out and you better won't visit. Till my whole wardrobe is missing. listen, make this money, take this money. Ain't no way you can take this from me. Ain't shit funny, shake it, honey. Take, take it, money. Now let's get it. Creep with your pinky. Though my shit's sweet no low, snow eagle. Front but looking. Once you throw the hook, you proceed to get cooking with the game when the soldiers. Since you can't throw the hook, yeah. why yeah. big Lincoln? Ride, gentle guide on the side for the Watch, task force, dashboard, look, It's a big chance, big pants, Mike Garland with my man's Mike Garland. Better learn quick, cause my click don't marker. You ain't my crew, cool, who are you? Beat it. Before we take off, make sure you're all seated. Billboard, read it. We, we we Make this money. Take it. This money. Ain't no way you can yeah. take this money. Ain't shit funny. Shake it, money. Take your money. Let's get it. Oh. Get it. Yeah, let's get it. it. So controller. Rap by your toller. Kids hate me when they older. I put cracks by the stroller. I'm registered voter. Motherfucker quota. Give me some bacon soda and a quota. Better go straight about the water. I'ma break the game till it stay out of order. Put the high score up. Then tear the floor up. On the world tour with your hole out in Europe. Head on the yeah. bus Do what the niggas didn't drop things to uh-huh. Call them five quarters Thank my supporters uh-huh. hidden wives and daughters For the next grade from